I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. There's a couple million tons to move I see them everywhere So you best get out their way And watch that sand and gravel disappear There's another run to make We gotta get it there on time And we got what it takes To lay it all out on the line Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Those big bright shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down And they keep that diesel trucking Keep that hammer down And keep that diesel trucking I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just a looking for another Keep them doors closed, keep them butts in their seats Cause those customers are calling, and those red trucks can't be beat They've gotta put the hammer down, and pick up another load Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road Keep them eyes open on the road Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Breaker, breaker, two, three. Anybody got a copy on that Channel 23 podcast? Welcome and thanks for listening. What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back, Brother Dave and Super Dave, and our fourth time appearance from J.R. Sands. J.R., hi, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Uh, J.R. is an easy plug-and-play. J.R. brings value to the podcast. He was actually, uh, did the podcast. He was involved in the pilot. I was all worried about the outline today. We had no outline for the pilot, did we, JR? Nope. But it was easy to come up with six six minutes of content. Went off the cuff. We went off the cuff on that one. We sure nice. did. All right, let's kick it off with the pledge. 
I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Also going to add our truck of prayer in. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some trucking today. We pray for the safety of our fleet, all their families, and all the other families and individuals we come across on the road today. We pray for patience and the making of good, safe decisions. We pray to be accident-free and that we all make it back to the comfort of our homes this evening. We pray for healing and 100% recovery for all of our family members that are ill, and we pray to find Amber's mom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. As a reminder, anything you hear on today's podcast is not the opinion of JFWs. It's just the four men in this room. Jam, I got to jump in there and interrupt jump you in. already, man. Let's go. <clears throat> That's so powerful there in that, you know, we all pray to find Amber's mom. You know, my wife and I, we love these cold case shows mm-hmm. on TV, you know, and I, I, we turned one on last night. It was a new kind of a new, a new series to us, but it's been on a long time, I guess, called Cold Justice. Huh. And, you know, I just, I have to sit back and put myself in Amber's shoes and realize every time she sees or hears something like that, mm-hmm. she's she's that person yeah, that has lost someone. Right? Exactly. And I just, yeah. I mean, we all need to pray. We all need to help. I, again, like I say, there's there has to be an answer to that. I do know we were able to pull some strings, and uh, the Weld County Sheriff is going to talk to the Lock Bowie police captain, I think either today or tomorrow. I know it was oh, yeah. this week. So I don't know what that's going to bring. Uh you know, there's a lot of things resistant in that situation. You know, so many things were missed five years ago in the initial investigation that I don't know can be gone back to and figured out, you know, just because it's, it's a long time ago, right? It's not in the moment. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I just I hope and pray for some resolve for Amber because I, I sat there watching that show last night and I tried to put myself in Amber's shoes and it 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 hurt. Yeah. So I bet, man. We're, we're trying, Amber. But. Let's keep uh, let's keep the faith, right? Yeah. Because these things do get solved. I mm-hmm. mean, there's been cases solved 20 years later. I right. Mean, ultimately, well, yeah, let's just keep praying on it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right. Episode 74, a.k.a. known as the Scobdo episode, had <laughs> 624 downloads. We are at 30,771 total downloads. We have 187 followers, and last week we picked up Spain. Nice. So Scooby is worldwide. Tell you one thing about <laughs> Scooby's episode. He had more, more tab. World, world tab, yeah. <laughs> he had more comments between Facebook and Podbean. Like, people were coming out of the woodworks to comment on, on Scooby's episode. So Scooby is well-known and loved in, uh, in the trucking community here in Colorado. That's awesome. He yeah. is. He's a legend. Yeah. He did a really good Pe- job, too. People do gravitate to Scooby easily. He, he knows a lot of people. Right. What a, the yeah. little time I've known him, he's just that guy that, like, everybody just gravitates to. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> All right, time for the dad joke challenge. JR, I'm looking for one right now, so why don't you kick it off? <laughs> Man, Jam is behind. He usually segues right through his. <laughs> he usually and then he does. We're bombed with it. And then I got caught off guard trying to get this podcast off this morning. So we are recording this Tuesday morning versus Wednesday morning. And uh, yeah, the decision was made yesterday. And. <laughs> 
I was on this weird geotab project that consumed all my time, so here we are unprepared. Well, at first I wanted to tell a joke about paper, but I knew that was going to be terrible. Um, Ter- terrible? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we got into that, I was going to ask you about your chiropractor appointment. Uh-huh. What was that? Uh, how'd that go? Went good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, you remember the joke I told you about that? Nope. No? You don't? Uh-uh. Really? Really? Yeah, it was about a week back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Bada bye. He's bringing the heat. That first joke you told reminded me about the, the pizza joke. Uh-huh. Do you know that one? No, I don't. Ah, it's cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> well, my girlfriend last night, she asked me why I have so much candy. I was like, well, I usually have a few twicks up my sleeve. <laughs> oh, man. Ellen, help us. Worse. <laughs> <laughs> They're like nonstop. <laughs> well, as usual, I'm kind of behind the ball because, you know, obviously we had Easter last weekend, so I should have had my Easter joke last week, but kind of failed there. So uh, have you guys ever wondered how rabbits style their fur? No. With a cotton tail. No, they use hairspray. Hey. <laughs> Speaking of jokes, did anybody... Rabbits your hairs, Dave? Yes, you get it? I got it. <laughs> I'm like, you're looking at hell? me like, that's what? not... I don't get it. nothing to do with rabbits. Hairspray. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well, we're all truckers around here. We, we love our vehicles. We love our trucks. <clears throat> you know, trucks can make a pretty good noise. They're pretty loud. But what kind of noise does a witch's vehicle make? Vroom, boom, boom. Vroom, boom. That's funny. I was going to stay away from the Halloween jokes because I, I actually heard one this morning that was pretty funny. But uh, why is it cheaper to have uh, parties at a haunted house? Hmm. Hey, buddy. No idea. Because the ghosts bring all the booze. <laughs> uh, Man, uh, you do have twigs up your sleeve. <laughs> this could just be the JR Joke Podcast. Right? He's good. You guys know why the rooster ran away? To get to the other side? I don't know. <laughs> wow, man. Because he's chicken. <laughs> All right. Moving on to more important business. Oh, I think you got to turn your radio down. Oh, is that me? I think so. Oh, son of a... <laughs> I'm a mess. I'm a hot mess. <laughs> La- laughter is good for business, though, Jam. <laughs> you hot mess. I'm a hot mess. Laughter just takes, like, pressure away, doesn't it? It's good for health. It is. Yep. It's easier than crying. Absolutely. Yeah. It takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. Yes, it does. What about happy tears, though? What's that all about? I don't know. It's the same (laughs) type of strong emotion. It just is, you know, a different source. Happiness instead of sadness. Mm. I don't know if I've had happy tears. Really? I mean, they just laugh, right? I mean... Happy tears. I always have happy tears. Like, uh, Bella gave me a birthday card, and it was about being a dad, and I could barely read it. Gotcha. Happy tears. Gotcha. Yeah. I was thinking it involved laughter, not happy. Oh, you uh, can laugh so hard, you, you cry. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was envisioning, yeah, Jim. No, so, yeah, yeah I've had happy tears. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, Sam, Sam's got to tear you up. Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, new employees. We got Jorge Hernandez and Chuck Slayton. 
or Slatin. Not sure if I'm saying that right, but uh, welcome to the fleet, guys. It was a pleasure meeting you two yesterday. JR, yeah, well, you, you spent some time with them, good guys? Yeah, welcome, Jorge, and uh, welcome, Chuck, again. Yeah, I spent uh, all morning with them yesterday in the uh, the orientation that we give out on day one. And it was such a nice day that we were finally getting a little sunlight now, so we were able to go outside after our PowerPoint presentation and do some walk around the trailers. And uh, we had TNT out there, so we were able to run the PTO and get them a little intro into end dumping a little bit. Nice. Pretty much answer all their preliminary questions. So Perfect. I'm sure they'll have more questions today today for their for their respective trainers, Rick, sure. uh, Colleen, and uh, Ray Ray. Nice. nice. Awesome. Celebrations, anniversary. Speaking of Rick, Rick Colleen, Rick Colleen and Vic Ochoa share a two-year anniversary <clears throat> tomorrow. Happy anniversary, nice. guys. That's so cool. Dave, yeah. I, I, I'm backing up to Jorge and Chuck that you hired on yesterday, and I overheard you you know, giving your spiel before they started orientation with JR, and you told them they were both forever bonded because they <laughs> because they started the same day yes. yesterday. I had never heard you mention that. And I, That's a I, good just one. Always it's a responsibility both of you guys make it. Right? Yeah. 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 Congratulations. You can't quit. You, yeah. can't quit Congratulations. you two are forever bonded. <laughs> That's the truth. Till we, death do you part. <laughs> absolutely. Me and Oswaldo, we share an anniversary. Yeah. We've been on a date before. Yeah. He's my work wife. I mean, That's awesome. Yeah. It is a bond. Absolutely. We got uh, another good anniversary. We got Joe Graziosa, one year on Thursday. And wow, Chris Beam, 10 years on Saturday. Wow. Happy anniversary. That's a big Congratulations. Congratulations. That's a milestone. Yep. 10 it's, years. Yeah. Wow. Long time. It's a decade. Birthdays. We got Ismael Rodriguez. Ah, speaking of Oz and sharing days. And Oswaldo Sanchez, their birthday is April 15th. And you're you're really getting on Oz today. You're gonna make him blush. Oh man! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He got me a, uh, a cake for my birthday. What kind of cake? A uh, protein bar cake. <laughs> <laughs> it was a protein bar flavored. <clears throat> the name of the flavor was birthday cake. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought you were gonna say like that Chantilly cake because I know we were looking that uh, up last yeah. week or something. Yeah, I sent a picture of it to my wife, and now she's all like, "He better not be buying no more cakes." <laughs> 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 that used to, the fifteenth used to be tax day, right? Isn't isn't the seventeenth? Yeah, 18th? that was like the end day or something like yeah. the last day. Yeah, yeah now they've now they've moved it. Have after, they? Well, after COVID, it changed. Uh, you just do whatever you want. Is it <laughs> well, a permanent change, or did they just do it because of some tax laws that had to be addressed? Well, I mean, it's it's Monday now. They don't do weekends anymore, right? Uh, and they used to. It didn't matter the day. Like those, it was due that day, the fifteenth. Right. Yeah, they keep and post offices open even if it was a Sunday. Right. Absolutely. Would go down. Yeah. That was a tradition of my dad. He would never pay his taxes early because he's like, I'm not going to pay them. And, <laughs> and he, he would literally drive to the post office in town at like midnight that they were yeah. doing and, and I mean, mail them. Growing up, that was a thing, right, Dave? Yeah. I mean, right. the news on TV, they would show this line of people. Huh. Trying to get their taxes Absolutely. in the in the mailbox and or at the year. post office. Yeah, my it's dad so was funny, in that man. line. Right? It's so funny. I think I I probably filed, got my return, and spent it by January 30th. <laughs> 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 like, people are really waiting until mid-April. It's like, yeah, I guess if you owe money, you want to wait. But According oh, to Google, April 18th is the last day this year. Okay. Oh, there you so go, that'd Jeff. be Monday. Yeah. It's um, coming up Monday. Yeah. Good info. Uh, well, wait, wait a minute. Is that... Isn't the 15th Saturday or is the 15th Friday? 
Well, today's the 11th. Yeah, the 15th is Saturday. Or Tuesday, I'm sorry. Yeah. The 18th would be Tuesday. So I would guess the 18th is like the new day, right? Otherwise, they would do Monday. Oh, what the heck's up with that? I don't know. It's your government, Dave. It's better now. Google is right, though. You can't. Tell you you what. uh, Right. Yeah, like Reagan (laughs) said. I'm just not going to pay any damn taxes anymore. (laughs) To hell with that guy. Like Reagan said, what's the nine scariest words you've ever heard? Hi, we're from the government, and we're here to help. (laughs) (laughs) Ray Ray said that? No, Reagan. Reagan. Oh, Ronald Reagan. Yeah, Ray Ray's from the government. (laughs) (laughs) I'd vote for Ray Ray. For what? I don't know, but I'd vote. (laughs) (laughs) Just get out there and vote. That's right. He'd make you. (laughs) He'd make you. (laughs) Listen, you're going to vote for me, okay? (laughs) Here's the deal. He'd say it very calmly and quietly, and you'd be like, yes, sir. Here's the deal. I know some people. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> as long as not, as long as it's not Liam Neeson, that comes with. I know, I know a set of. Uh, I have a, sp- a very special set of skills. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I will find you. Yes. <laughs> Family birthday celebrations. We got Dixie Rios, which is Marty's wife, and Tara Cortino. I hope I'm saying that right. Which is. Um, Rob White's significant other, or I think they're engaged again, married soon. They right? are. I, I do know not to correct you, Jam. That is Tara. Tara. And and I've I I know Taras, many Taras that are spelled that way, and Taras that are spelled the same way. So I think it's however you want to say it. Okay, so let's just say the future Mrs. Rob White and Dixie Rios share a birthday on April tenth. Well, that already passed. So happy belated birthday. Oh, and then, it was yesterday. Yeah, not too bad. And then Haley Frazier, Linda's daughter, her birthday's today. Happy oh, birthday, nice. Haley. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday, everybody. Happy birthday, Dixie, Tara, Tara. Sorry. Yeah. Wow. All these April birthdays. <laughs> Such a good month for a birthday. So, All right. Shout outs. Ken. Ken Anthony wanted to give Johnny and Chili Dog a shout out for throwing chains and installing tow hooks with their trainees. I mean, they're just doing their job, right? But it's good to see the trainers actually doing that. It is. Yeah, especially since we heard recently that there was guys trying to chain up and putting chains on backwards. Right. Stuff like that. You know, I got to jump out there and say, please, everybody, check your tow hooks. Mm. I mean, we have short ones for the Pete's, long ones for the Kenworths. Not every truck has the correct tow hook. Well, let's hope they do by now, but in the past, they haven't. Yeah, don't just check that they're there, but yeah. actually go and yep. install it install on the front it. there and yep. actually make sure it fits. Best time to make sure that's working is when you don't need it. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> when you need it, it's I'm stuck over here at pit, whatever. Where's yeah. my tow hook? It's oh. going to suck having to run one out to you or having <laughs> to get one from the next truck that shows up at the job site. Yep. It always amazes me how yeah. they're gone. Right, where Who, do they go? Where do they go? We outfit the truck with them. We right? just checked in, I believe it was November, Brother Dave, and I had a checklist going through tow hooks and going through, uh, I forget what the other thing was that I was going through on that, but tow chains? hooks was the main thing. Yeah, yeah chains, I'm sorry. And every single truck had them, and the ones that didn't, we installed them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you don't Two months you... later, hey, my tow hook is not no. in here. Well, where is it? Please, <laughs> you got to remember, you need the, ho- the tow hook 
itself as well as two the pins. Two pins. Yeah. One pin that holds the frame, and the, back, the, frame yeah. and the other one that holds the chain. Or I like the ones, I don't know if any of our trucks have them anymore, but the tow hooks that are installed on the frame inside the engine compartment. Freight liners. <coughs> yeah, those aren't Freight going liners Those are should there. never go anywhere. Like yeah. They're not just bouncing around in your cab. Nobody's looking at it like, oh, what's this? Don't right. do that. Right. right. One of the things I noticed, the they brought a Mac by for us to look at last week on that real crappy snow day we had mm-hmm. and uh they have a d-ring permanently mounted oh it's always there on the frame rail you can't you don't need anything you walk up to the front and hook it like yeah. our old pete's had had the hook in the, <clears throat> right right in the middle right it's a mac thing it is a mac thing i, I understand because Macs are <laughs> going places that they might get stuck because yeah. they're max tell you what when i drove a mixer it was a mac it was the hottest truck i ever drove but because the air conditioning didn't work? <laughs> well, because the, the floor, I mean, it just radiated. The, like the engine, it would get so hot and just radiate through the floor, and the AC really didn't work. <laughs> yeah, right. but it was just like, it was miserable. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. So. All right. Uh, Brother Dave, you want to give a shout-out to Ron Bugler for covering nights last week for Charlie? Absolutely, Ron. Thanks for, for helping out, man. That was yep. that was a big thing. That, that night crew, that uh, those guys... Charlie and Jason, they just roll through seamlessly. We don't deal with it. We don't hear about it. You know, 99% of the time we don't have issues, just things like that. And that's kind of an unsung hero position because we don't deal with it because those guys are so good. And man, Ron just volunteered to jump in there and help out and take care of it. And he was flawless, did a great job. So thank you, Ron. Thanks for, thanks for protecting the house and helping everybody out. And you did a great job. I just, I just really wanted to put that out there. So I think nice. by nature, Ron's a night owl. Yeah, could be. I think he is. Yeah. Well, the one thing I know about Ron is he's always willing to jump in and help the house. Yep. I mean, to yeah. get a guy from going to days to nights for a week, I mean, it just doesn't sound. It's hard. Appetizing I to do me. It. Yeah. But Ron, he doesn't even blink. Yeah, I'll do it. Right. Yeah, if I can help JFW out. I'd fall asleep under the can, and then you guys would get a call. We got a spill. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking around. I can't remember if he said he has no tattoos, but he was talking about getting one. I was like, what are you going to get? And jokingly, he said the JFW logo, but I can imagine him doing that. Just like right here on his neck. I, <laughs> I could, too. <laughs> I, I ran into little Dustin yesterday, big little Dustin. He's He's tatted up. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I may have to have the, like, save some money conversation with him. Like, I know you're young and making good money, but yeah. that's like a house payment he's got walking around uh, on him now. You know what I mean? Yeah, all his work is nice, so he's got it done all by the same person. It all looks good. Oh, speaking of little Dustin, he came up to me yesterday, and I'm on board with this guy. I hope I have your buy-in. He's like, hey, what, what do I need to do to get on the podcast? I'm like, done. You know, he was, was the like, only mechanic that was in the truck yeah. rodeo, too. Yeah. yeah, he'd be a good one. <clears throat> yeah, he would be. I was yeah. like, well, the hardest part will be you have to be here at 7 a.m. Right. You know, I'm working. There. He's like, that won't be so bad. Yeah. I'm like, cool. He's like, it. yeah, I've always wanted to come on. And I was like, yeah, man, like, I, I would love to have you on. So, yeah, let me, let me talk to the brothers. And he Super also Day wants with. to get a CDL. Yeah, that would be cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, talking about tattoos, uh, I think John also got a new tattoo on his head. On his head, right? Yeah, it's... Uh, it's a tree with crows flying around it yeah. or landing on it. Here and he said go. it's actually 
<laughs> What'd you say, Sue? I said, here we go. <laughs> I didn't even say anything. Well, anyways, I asked him about it, you know, just to kind of get a little background on it. He said it's a, it's a tree from where he grew up or something like that. It's a tree that they grew up around or something like that. Huh. His wife ended up getting um, the crow the crow on her foot. So she's going to kick him in the head? I was thinking maybe she was going to, like, stand on his head or something. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I think my next one, I want to get three crosses on my neck just right here. We'll see. But Wait, does three represent anything? Well, yeah, when Jesus was crucified, he was crucified with two thieves. So there was three crosses on at the Calvary, right? And uh, one of the thieves was like bad-mouthing Jesus, like, oh, you say you're God, blah, blah, blah. And the other one um, gave his life to Jesus right there on the cross, and Jesus he saved repented. him. He repented. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty cool. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Love tattoos. They look awesome, but I just... You don't have any, dude. Do I don't have any. Let's go. <laughs> and I don't want It's like, any. to me, it's just like gambling. You know, I just can't do it. Like, I can't go and <laughs> it's put... It's like gambling. I, well, I can't go and put money on something that I'm probably going to get bored of or whatever, but I love I love looking at art and stuff See, like that, you the know? the reason why I will never get a tattoo, it's because I changed my mind a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're never set on one thing. You guys all seen uh, the tattoo, and it says no regrets, but it's spelled, it's spelled wrong. <laughs> no, no, no regrets. No regrets. <laughs> Uh, I've seen so many of them that are, you know, the writing, Asian writing, I don't know, you know, Chinese, Japanese, whatever. That's like a common... Kanji. uh, Kanji, okay. All right. But they show those that people have that are misspelled or there's a mistake in them and you don't don't know it, but when you find out, somebody lets you know. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) what's that say? And it's like all this stuff and they're like, actually, that says cheeseburger. (laughs) (laughs) I'd actually be good with that. You know what I mean? Cheeseburger is cool. So. You'd have to really trust your tattoo artist that you, that they're actually putting down what you want them to put down on there. Well, the tattoo artist is going to put what you show them to put. Well, that so is you right. You got to yeah. do your research and make sure it <laughs> says the right thing. All right, let's get into the discussion. First thing I want to talk about is time off requests, right? So we're getting into the busy season, and people are noticing that dates are getting blacked out, and they're like. Oh, hey, I tried to put in a time off, but that date's blacked out. It's like, right, it's blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, and JR, I know you go over this in orientation. We allow seven drivers off a day and three early off slash inlates. Right? That's it. <clears throat> if you didn't get your time off in time and the date's blacked out, this is a time of the year where we really need to stand firm on our blackout dates. Otherwise, we'll end up with truck sitting because we got to account for call-offs and emergencies and you know and just to let you know how it works so i black out a date then somebody calls me hey i had a death in the family and the funerals on friday okay what are we going to do about that well i mean they got to go to the funeral yeah hey i forgot but my my husband or my wife has a radiation treatment or 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 um you know, something else that day. Yeah, urgent matters. Urgent matters, right? So what are we going to do? We're going to have to let that person off, right? Well, eventually, I mean, we, we really run out of room to just let people off. So, yeah. you know, I can't just keep approving time off and approving time off. Uh, it would be considered unapproved time off for you to take a day off on a blackout date. And the early offs are the same. You know, we can only allow so many trucks coming in early. This is a time of the year where... We gotta, we gotta get every load that we can, and we gotta make up for this long winter we had, and we gotta get every load, every rock, every ton. 
Absolutely. So, yeah, we go over that in orientation uh, jam, and uh, I, you know, throughout the whole process of walking them through Paycom and all, mm-hmm. you know, I that, I take that opportunity and I ask them, do you guys have anything coming up? Did you talk to Super Dave in your interview about? you know you probably having a vacation plan before you came to work here or whatever and i take that opportunity to actually show them how to request that time off there you know sure um and then we go through those situations as too uh, also about blackout dates and i i go further and tell them like hey even though the date is blacked out and you have some type of an urgent matter an emergency or something that comes up don't don't hesitate to come talk to jam talk to them and you know let's let's get something set up or i mean communication yeah so i think when you go over that in orientation it's probably not important until oh man i need a day off <laughs> yeah, right that, right and then the other thing is, is i hate declining time off requests yeah i have no joy in being like nope you can't have it i thought i thought those you smiled every time you sent those <laughs> no <laughs> no you know and and also if i deny a request i will always let you know i don't just deny time off and not tell you you know, most people don't even know how to check Paycom to see if their time off was approved or not. I would never, you know, because I have a lot of guys call me, hey, uh, I put in for August 15th. Was that approved? I can't remember. I approve 150 people's time off. But if you go on Paycom, you could look. But I would never just deny it without saying something. Yeah. You know, telling you, hey, we can't do this. Can you move it or stuff like that? The other thing is a seven days notice, right? You have to give us seven days notice for all time off requests. If you put it in the day before or two days before, is there a chance it'll get approved? There is a chance because we don't like denying time off requests, but this is a time of the year also where a lot of people are requesting time off. Yeah. You know, and it's first come, first serve. You could work here like Chris Bean for 10 years, or this could be your first week here. And if you put in a time off request before the tenure guy, right. and then it goes blacked out, it's blacked out for him. We don't, we don't play seniority for a time off request yeah i know i know it's our policy too jam we, we say like you have to you know put it in before seven days ahead of time or more mm-hmm. right but to me that's just it's a courtesy thing you know even if we didn't have that policy and i knew something was coming up as a courtesy i would let my supervisors my bosses whoever know you know like hey in two weeks three weeks a month or whenever i'm gonna i'm gonna leave for a while i won't be coming to work for a week or two or whatever you know it's just a courtesy thing yeah yeah, and JFW, I mean, we're not this big corporate company where, you know, these bigger corporations, there's, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts. Do you right. either do it the way they said or not? I mean, we are a little bit flexible because we are family-orientated uh, or family-owned business, and we, we want to be, you know, courteous to our people and help you guys out, but it's a two-way street. And I understand sometimes something comes up that you didn't know about. You know, perfect example, we got a guy here working, <clears throat> good guy, does a great job, hits me up, hey, I tried to request time off for Friday, won't let me, I didn't know, my, my family planned something for me, I just don't know what to do, because we're going to have trucks sitting on Friday if we keep approving time off, and we can't have that, so. We'll be trucking. We'll yeah, be trucking. way too early in the year for that to happen. Yep. So. Especially with the plants getting busy. Yep. I mean, it's ramping up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be wide open here before you know it right i think everyone's itching to get all the work done that we've this is a good off. week to do it i mean i it can kick off this week i'm mm-hmm. sure with the as hot as it's going to get and all yeah. that so i'm excited it's, it's a consistency too i mean i know we had a snow day last week what was that wednesday i think it was wednesday tuesday tuesday um 
you know, and I heard you talking about the weather earlier, Super Dave. Is it going to rain Friday or? Friday, according to the Weather Channel, it's going to rain Friday and change to snow mixed with rain overnight. Okay. Well, at least it's on a Friday, not a Wednesday. Absolutely. And Friday night, right? Right. So we'll yeah. be able to get the full week. To, it's just once we have this consistent weather where people are able to set the job sites up and they're not muddy, and I mean, that's when it just starts getting really busy. It's go time. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it. And, you know, I, a lot of the drivers, you know, the ones that are that have been with us for the winter time, you know, they're yep. they're waiting for it. They're they're hungry. Yeah, it won't be long where people are waiting for the winter. <laughs> Let's stay hungry. You gotta yeah. stay hungry in the middle of the summer too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying though. Like it won't be but a few months where people are like, "Wow, we're busy. I can't yeah. wait for a snow yeah. day." <laughs> Soup, you want to take the next one? The cleaning out, how, when, where, and why? Yeah, we've had a couple of instances um, last couple days where drivers have come back to the yard to clean out and linda and i were joking on saturday that there's a couple of pretty big holes we could drop some rock into that would be nice but it just gets me upset when i i'm walking through the yard and i see you know three tons of concrete sand behind a parking spot um, if everybody came back to the yard to clean out, we would have so much material. We would have truckloads of material. And honestly, that material belongs to the customer where they delivered it. You know, you have to clean out where you're dumping out. I mean, on a rare occasion, I would dump out in like a traffic lane or something in a median where I was dumping for a landscaping company and I couldn't just block traffic and clean out. But that is just so rare. You know, 99 times out of 100, you're dumping at a plant. You're dumping somewhere where you can just pull off to the side, sweep it to the back of the trailer, and then back up to the pile that you dumped it and redump that little bit uh, out. We we really, really don't want you coming back to the yard to clean out. Um, why do we have to clean out? Well, a couple different reasons. Because, number one, the customer paid for that material. Uh, number two, you have to get ready for the next load. Um, and I, even if people are delivering sand all day, at the end of the day, you need to clean that trailer out because you got to take care of the liner. So it's not only about contamination, it's also about liner care. <clears throat> I think, and I've said this before, Brother Dave, I would love for the driver to participate in a liner replacement project. Right, absolutely. It I'm is like so hard to fix those liners. It is not... Just, oh, I have a hole in my liner, and the next day you come into work, and it's you got a brand new liner, you know? It is like changing a tire, too. Oh, so hard to pull those things out. And um, luckily, you know, we're we're repairing them with the plastic welder now. It takes 20 hours, 20 man hours to replace one one liner. Yeah, yeah. And not to mention. And $5,000. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, not to mention they have to form it with the, the straps and heat it up overnight under, you know, turning the heaters up so it, it flexes. warms up and flexes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, super easy to fix a hole. We can, it, we can fix a hole the size of a, a phone, you know what I mean? But you should be catching that hole well before it's the size of your phone. I mean, that's a priority for us. If you're in your trailer and you sweep it out and you have a, a pinhole in it the size of your pinky, write it up. We can fix that in, in less than an hour. We have a great way to do it. We've invested thousands of dollars in a plastic welder. We've got night night guys that are more than capable of doing it. I mean, we we relish fixing those things at night. 
when it comes time to replace that liner or do half the liner or whatever, that's that's like Jam said, that's a 20-hour job. It's We're just consumed by it. So, man, inspect your liner. Write up those tiny mm-hmm. little holes and let's fix it. Well, write it up, write it up, write it up. Right? It's less less time cleaning out if you have a good liner too. Because oh, if you if you have a hole or something's ripping, whatever, you take more that much yeah. more time just to clean out. Right. Yeah. Um, that mean, way you don't contaminate the next <laughs> load. And how do you ever know that you have a hole or that you even have um, uh, material under the liner if you never get in? You right. get in, and the first thing you can feel is what's underneath that liner when right. you're stepping on it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's another reason why you have to clean it out at least once a day, even if you're hauling the same material. Because if that liner gets material underneath it, it works its way forward as you're driving down the road when you're empty. If that material, whether it's one rock or whether it's a ton of sand, once it gets farther up in that liner, it's not moving. Yeah. And you're never going to get it out. Yeah. And it's going to wear that liner out. And, I, and we've go ahead, Jer. I was just going to say, I know it's hard, but I, I when I drive and and I'd go to LG Firestone or LG Fort Lupton, you know, that's just the perfect spot to go to go clean out really, really good underneath that liner. Take that that uh, trailer all the way up. I'd put my shovel all the way in there, so just the handle sticking out the end of there, and that way it kind of makes that space between the mm-hmm. liner and the trailer. Yep. Stick the nozzle of the hose on one end there, go turn the pump on, and just that water balloons <clears throat> everything up and takes everything out the other way. It feels so good. It's like taking a good hot shower, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I used to love washing Got to clean your backside, out. right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, when I was driving, if... If I had time, and you got to be quick because you don't want to hold anybody else up, but if I dumped out and there was nobody in, in the in the in the plant, I would jump in my my trailer right there, sweep it to the back, put it up. Yeah, I would do all that right into the pile, and be gone in like three or four minutes. But you got to hustle, you know. Yeah, the you- other part about this that we that we're not talking about is. The customer bought that material and paid for it. Mm-hmm. They want it. Oh, yeah. Every right? single rock. Yeah, absolutely. Or grain of sand. I mean, just to put it in perspective, and I, <laughs> Jam and I have talked about this and given it so many different stories, but when you order a pizza and you have it delivered and the guy shows up and opens up the box at the door and there's a slice missing, are you upset? No, you paid for the whole pizza. Yeah, it's in your driveway. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I dropped a piece. Yeah, usually, exactly. No, usually Chris already grabbed it. <laughs> <laughs> you want the whole pizza, right? So, yeah, that that customer wants their material. Clean it out and give it to them. There's never an excuse for me at a dairy. You know, the thing is, it, right. it, it doesn't. You know what I mean? There, right. there isn't five other grain trucks behind you nope. waiting to unload. Yeah. yeah you oh, got yeah. all the you time in the world. Right there at yeah. the pile. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't take long. It, it, it only, it takes as long as you want it to take. Right. The guy that, <laughs> right? the guy that, yeah. that sits in his cab and just thinks about it, should I, should I just clean out? Should I? No, no. Could have already been in the trailer. Yeah. You jump in, get it done real quick. And like yep. you said, Jam, four minutes, yeah. maybe. Tops. And oh, for yeah. the drivers that don't have time, because I got to hurry up and get that other load. You do have time. It's about doing your job. Yeah. Yeah. It's also easier to sweep out frequently than, yeah, you know what? If you haven't swept out and you're not doing it right and you got stuck stuff stuck in there because it's older, like, and you got to. Yeah. If we're in your trailer and we find fry rock and sand <laughs> right. and pea gravel and squeegee and, yeah, yeah who knows what else in it. Yeah. Some grain. You are not doing your job very well. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and the I guess going into a little bit more on the clean outside too. You know, especially now in the summertime. Oh, but I'm hardwired on this, or I'm hardwired like on sand. Let's say all day long. So why do I have to sweep out? Right. Well, we're getting into the summertime where you you see it now in the in the Paycom emails or the Axons. 
If you can get an early fry rock, go, go for one. the early fry rock. If you didn't sweep out the day before and you have two shovelfuls, three shovelfuls of squeegee sand pea gravel, where are you going to go shovel that out now? Go up to fry and shovel it out in their their area there? They don't right. want that stuff. Yeah. Right. Tell you what, every day that I would come back, my trailer would be clean. Because then you are prepared for whatever it is yeah. the next day. I mean, take things as far as you could take them every single day, and you'll be the most prepared for the next day. Oh, boy. I mean, it's simple math. I think there's a football coach out there. That, what, what does he say? Uh, Patriots are history, Dave. No more man. They're they're just. I see Belichick is doing some acting now. Really? Yeah, he's he's got a show on. Uh, is it called know. Doing Your Job? Yeah, it should be. Yeah, instead of Mike Rose, Dirty Jobs, <laughs> it should be Bill Belichick's. Just do, do your, your job. job. Uh, just funny. do your job. Yeah. Uh, well, since we're talking about it, I got to bring up the. The Coach Prime's video. Thanks for sending that to me. I was was that, that just great. awesome? Just that now that he's here with CU, oh, yeah, man, yeah. work. You yeah. know, you take care of work. You you want a good life. You want a good relationship. You want a good home. Work. Right. You know, and he just goes. You want to be successful? Talks. You have to work. Yeah. Yes. You know, and what he brought up is he had a story where he watched his dad wake up every day, and yes. he called it the uniform. What a he would good wake speech. up every day and put on the uniform, and he, he was hated like, it. Yeah, his dad didn't like it. His dad didn't love it. His dad didn't like the uniform, but he got up every day and he put it on because he knew he needed to support those kids. And what Coach Prime's deal he was to is work. All of those kids in his locker room, and I'm calling them kids. They're, you know, they could be 21, they're, they're 22. They're young adults. Right? Yeah. You bet they are. They're chosen. They've chosen to be in that locker room. Yeah. They weren't told they have to be there, right? They've chosen. They've made that choice. So they need to create that work ethic. They need to create that love. They need to create that understanding that I want to be here to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And. I like that. Yeah, yeah and it's, and it's I can't an remember awesome. if it was an article or not, Brother Dave, or if it was a TikTok. You know, between both, they all mesh together. But they were talking about at least uh, Coach Prime was talking about uh, how some of the players were felt like they they were a certain number on their jersey. Like, hey, I'm number one, right? Oh, that's yeah. my number. Yeah. Well, he went there and said, no, he you have took, to earn your number, yeah. right? He like, you want a jersey number, away. a certain number, you have to work yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then at the end of that speech, I just loved it. He goes, all right, let's go to work. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah, was it. It was awesome. Yeah. I also loved, and Dave, you, you, you're, I watched that video twice and I never caught it, but you pointed it out where they, you know, everyone's seen the CU oh, yeah. emblem and the C and the U are staggered, but they're the together. Way, yep. And the, the U always is, been. Yeah, yeah. The, the U is below the C. Well, behind the letters U, it spells out culture. Mm, so it's CU culture. L-T-U-R-E. It's culture. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's culture with the cu emblem yeah yeah, yeah. that whole thing Very reminds well me of uh shout out to matt sierra at new era jiu-jitsu but <clears throat> wednesday nights is conditioning night over there and i'll tell you what like like i watch these kids go through it and i'm like would i make it through that workout <laughs> you right? know like could i do that am i able to do that but anyway like some of the kids you know they're there but they're half-assing it and he told them look wednesdays are not required you do not have to come here on a Wednesday night and do conditioning. You chose to be here. Right. But if you're going to come in here and not put in the work, don't come in here at all. Like, just don't show up. You know, if you're not going to do the burpees and you're not really doing the push-ups or the jumping jacks and you're here to have fun and play, just leave. 
you are not. It would not be held against you if you aren't here for this. Yeah. So. And it's funny. Are those kids that leave or do a half-ass job? Are they successful, Jim? Probably not. The only right. time I do burpees after a beer. Right. I can, <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because uh, the reason <laughs> Gutter Boy is in full effect today. <laughs> this is a guy that produces and writes a high road hauling <laughs> every week. <laughs> it's a good thing he's got a sense of humor yeah. too. Right? Yeah, I love Super Dave. <laughs> he's still drinking Bud Light and laughing, <laughs> all, laughing the whole time. <laughs> that dude looks funny in your mo- Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Um, oh, yeah, the cool thing about Jiu Jitsu is. Those are happy tears. <laughs> His program is so serious. Like you, you think about it, like these kids work, and they, Saturday they have like the eights. It's called the eights, and I think because an octopus is like their logo, and you know if you're part of the eights, that means you're a competitor, right? Bro, they mopped it up at their last con- competition, like nice. medal after medal after medal after medal. Like these kids are working. I'll show you a video later of a seven or eight year old boy. I mean, it looks like, and the kid he was going against from this other gym, they were like, it was a battle. And to see these little kids, it was it was a battle. I'll have to show you later. That's Pretty cool. impressive. So, Brother Dave, you want to talk about potholes? <clears throat> I do. I want to talk about potholes. That's my favorite thing. And I don't know if everybody's <laughs> noticed after this winter, our roads are, we've gone from, I don't know, is there something below bad to worse? Is there something below worse? Terrible. That's where the roads are at. I mean, Horrible. they're awful. And uh, it just looks like there's some spring crews starting to get out for the cities and county and state. And they're trying to fill some cracks where the, where the roads have actually shrank and they're separated. And they have all these joint issues and the potholes. And, you know, <clears throat> you guys are running the same plant for multiple, multiple loads every day. If you know where there's a, a hole or a, a pothole or a bump or something you can avoid, go around it. If you can safely avoid it, go around it or slow down to go over it. It's like rough railroad tracks. Slow down to go over them. It's much easier on the truck. We have to make so many repairs to the trucks that are just abuse driven. And, you know, no fault of your own. You know, some of these things are on the highways. Slow down. You know, the the one, it's been a bump out here on 270 my entire life. I've traveled 270 my ent- it was 270 was built the year I was born, right? I have literally traveled that highway my entire life and that bump becomes a it's it's like a sink line, right? It goes diagonally across that highway from eastbound to westbound. It's really bad westbound, not as bad eastbound because you fall off of it. Westbound you have to jump over it. <clears throat> and the fast lane is horrible. The slow lane is barely better, but slow down when you go over that. Those those shocks on the trucks were not made to extend that length when you jump over it and then go back down and slam to the ground. The same thing, there's multiple places on I-76, like where you go over oh, yeah. I-25. I, I didn't even know it. They paved that area where you went under before Pecos. Is that would, would that be considered oh, 64th? That's right. Are you talking about on I seventy six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they when repaved, you're, you don't have those bumps. Yeah, that, that I was much like, anymore. oh my gosh, this is so nice. I couldn't believe it, and it actually fixed it. I mean, whoever they hired to do that should do the repair on two seventy. Because again, my entire life they've been repairing two seventy. They never fill that that spot. They yeah. just create a a lesser bump. You yeah. know, and I, I, I don't understand. I guess those crews that they hire, they can't pull a string line. 
You know, <laughs> anybody who's ever filled anything Run level, you pull a string line, right? You put a little at each end, and then it's thickest in the middle where it's the deepest usually. So anyway, yeah, that's my that's my discussion is potholes. Uh, goes along the same thing with entrance ways, you know, where you're doing a curb crossing or crossing a sidewalk or, you know, the entrance into plant 12 or to plant two or, you know, any of those places where you have to go over a sidewalk or an entrance. Our own driveway. Yeah, our own driveway. Here's here's a good one too is uh, the one at Central, the one that's created as you're turning into the Central driveway. And we haven't checked it since the last time we filled that in, but I'm pretty sure that's starting to get deep again. Yeah. And... You know, it's usually the guys that are trying to squeeze in by because there's mixer trucks or dump trucks trying to come out of the asphalt uh, right. or the concrete uh, uh, plant there. Yeah. And, you know, just wait. Well, yeah. Why, and that, that's also why we're ruining some tires. Yeah. Treads are falling off and stuff because of all that weight being bared on that one that one tread strap or whatever you want to call it there. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, good point, JR. On the, on the single tires, we tend to tear on a especially a new tire it doesn't do it on one 50 percent worn it's got more flex exactly yeah. when it's 50 percent or more that tread if you it's like driving up on a two by four and putting the whole weight of the trailer on the inside part of the tire right next to the sidewall on the inside so that whole trailer tire is supported by a two by four that's the pothole that the tire is dropping in so there's no support on the whole rest of the tire just the asphalt that's holding up that whole load right the width of a two by four so we tend to tear the tread we actually rip it right off all the way around the the tire and that's what causes that is that tire needs support all the way across it not just in that tiny little area where we're driving on the asphalt and the asphalt is the dirt next to the asphalt is washed away because we're off of the road yeah yeah you know tires really are amazing things oh yeah they are tough and I'll never forget the when we first, uh, you guys went to the Michelin factory and said there's two miles of steel in yeah. each wide base trailer tire. But they, I mean, <clears throat> they still can only take so much. They're so tough. And you got to realize you've got to do your best to take care of those tires. Absolutely. The only way we can educate you is to talk about it like we're talking about right now. And it's still, you know, when I talk about it, it's you you need to be doing the things the right way yeah so if you do it the right way it's pretty simple we you, we wouldn't have these issues if everything were being done the right way and you know 99% of that again parlays into being in a hurry mm. right if we would just wait and let that vehicle come out of the plant we wouldn't have to cut that corner short we wouldn't be tearing up the tires you know all sorts of issues like that so a lot of this leads to being in a hurry and actually looking in the mirror, too, and, and something, since we're on the subject, the tires, something we've seen in the last week or so, and kind of made fun of one of the drivers and uh, the rookie rings. You know, they come into the, into the yard when they're fueling, and you get a chance to look at their trucks, their trailers, and you see the rookie rings. Not only What's a rookie ring? Basically, the rub marks on the side uh-huh. of the tire. They took they got too close to a, a curb or something or right. whatever the case may But when you see it on the tractor, the steers, the, the tractor drives, <laughs> and the trailer, you're like, yeah, okay, problem. are we paying attention? Uh, what are we doing right? here? You, know, right? you, you may not think that that rub mark is really not doing anything, but it really is. It yeah. does damage the inside, the coils inside, I got to tell you a funny story. <clears throat> this was probably 25 years ago or more. 
I forget where we were, but I see Russ outside of his truck, and he's picking up dirt, and he's rubbing it on his tire. <laughs> like, Russ, what are you doing, Russ? I think Russ? I heard he somebody goes, last week say something like that. <laughs> he's like, I'm getting rid of that rookie ring. <laughs> I love Hiding the evidence. <laughs> I love when you see him and you ask somebody, somebody oh, somebody drove my truck yesterday. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, yeah. but that's 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 kind of thinking about somebody like let's say you're saying Russ, you know, using some dirt to kind of hide that evidence of that. That means he's embarrassed Absolutely. that that happened, right? Yep. I guess the problem for me is like, how are you not embarrassed to right? to come into the yard and and have those rookie rings and yeah. just like, wow, this this kind of makes me look like an amateur, right? I'm you know? embarrassed for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I just had it happen last night, Jr. It's so funny you bring it up because. I went to Chick-fil-A yesterday for lunch, and then when I went through the drive-through, I mean, this this place, there's like 50 cars. You're backed out in the street, right? right. So you're when you're making the entrance in, you 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 literally you can't take the whole driveway, right? And you're just one car at a time. You're one mile an hour, all of that. So I get in, I clear the curb there, come over the sidewalk or you know the entrance way there, right? And then you come in and you have another curve to go around, and then you form two lines. And the, the line to the right was moving, but my exhaust is so loud, I always stay in that side, so I'm not blasting them out on the other side. So anyway, I cut it close, and I just rub the right rear tire, uh, JR. And I would much rather go over the curb than right. rub it, right? Because oh, yeah. right. we all know the damage that it's yeah. doing. So anyway, I had to load some coolers up last night, and the pickup was in the garage, and my 17-year-old, <laughs> <laughs> who I will say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. He smelt it. He, he like, smelt it, Jim. <laughs> he did. He's, he's got the trait, man. Oh. It freaked me out. And he's like, Dad, what the heck are you doing driving on the sides of the tires? You need to be driving on the bottoms. <laughs> They're not designed to drive on the sides. And I'm like, oh, you little shit. <laughs> somebody somebody borrowed my pickup today. So. <laughs> I couldn't even throw that one out there, Jam. I was like, no. You, you are so right, Sam. I totally screwed up, man. Do you I think that's the just a guy thing to check, check those things? Because even the car I don't drive, the car that Ellen drives, you know, I get home and the first thing I do is I walk through the garage and I'm just looking at it. I'm looking everywhere and I'm questioning little things like, why is there a rub mark on that tire? Or why you ruined the, the wheel, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Stop getting so close to the yeah. curbs. I don't it's know, so man. funny. <clears throat> My wife, God bless her, she told me the other day, just because cleaning the truck is time consuming and, you know, my family should come before I wash the truck, right? So she says, Unless the, other, the truck's really dirty. <laughs> so she says to me the other day, she's like, You know, the truck doesn't have to look brand new all the time. I'm like, It doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, uh, that's funny. All right. We already kind of mentioned busy season is here. Super Dave, you uh, threw this in the outline. Why don't you talk about it? What does busy season mean? Well, <clears throat> I mean, winters are long, right? This one was. It, it, this one was. We we got our first snow two weeks before Halloween, nice. and it was like eight inches. It was a lot, but uh, you know everybody has to endure winter. The times are slow. You're using PTO, you know, for days off so your your paychecks can you know remain s- steady. But this is busy season, and busy season is right around the corner. This week is going to be in the seventies and eighties. And it's so funny, too. It's like a light switch. You know, we'll have a snowstorm, and then we'll have a half a day. And then all of a sudden, it's like 
something clicks. I don't know what it is. And all of a sudden there's night pours. There's, you know, 2,500 yard days at the big plants and we're running 30 loads out of fair play. And, and all of a sudden then it won't stop. It doesn't stop until the first snows just go, fall. go, go. And busy season is here, guys. Um, this is the time to get the early loads. This is the time. This is the time to get a good start in the morning, so you're at the beginning of the line rather than the end of the line. That translates to an extra load every single day. And not only that, but <clears throat> excuse me, deliver that last load of the day. Don't bring it in as a preload. I had Dan Fam tell me years ago. He says, I will never come to the yard preloaded. I'm like, why? I love preloads. That way I don't have to sit in line at the pit. He said, because then I can't get my early load. Right. I was the same way. So even if you have to bust your butt going down to plant 13 at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, that still translates into an extra load for the next day. And and Dan Pham did well here. He, he was a hustler. And... This is the time of year you got to take advantage of it because in January or February, you can't. Can I speak into that a little bit? Please. Cool, because, I, I mean, I, to me, if you got time to get the load off, great, but I just let it play out the way it's going to play out because a preload is helpful, you know, if, especially I, if you're I like going to like, if you're on Castle Rock Ready Mix all week and you get a preload and you don't have to go to Marson first thing and you could have one on the ground, you know, I know you love preloads because you could have one on the ground before people are even loaded. Yep. So it does kind of work out. But obviously, if you're coming out of fry and you're loaded and you're going to plant two at 12, there's no reason to get that one. And some There's no reason to leave that one Some places on you can't even yeah. get yeah. to exactly. before 6 a.m. You right. can't drive into plant 13 before 6 a.m. Right. Or, or after 14 6 p.m. Because they have, they have covenants there. Right. So... You can't get there too early or you can't get there too late, but you have to figure out what's best for the schedule that dispatch has got you in. Right. Like, shall I deliver this or shall I call it a preload? And that's what's great. You know, you, you're kind of in control of that destiny. What, yeah. What's the number one motivation for work, usually, universally? Money. Money, right? Culture. So, and, and we talk about this <laughs> right. all the time. I was going to say, to be with I'm you making, guys every day. Man. What is the difference between me making 70000 a year and the guy making 85000 One load a day. One load. Yep. It really is. Yep. I made up an Excel file, uh, what was it, a few months ago, yep. and I, I showed it to you, Jam. And I made up an Excel file with all the uh, uh, formulas for every plant, every rate, and all that stuff. And you just plug in how many loads you average, or you can play with the numbers. And I've Put it on there to where you can calculate off of your base pay what you'll make a year. Yep. There is no plant that I've put in there, even the ones that people say that they don't make money, plant two or plant 12, whatever, you are making more than 75 or at least averaging 75 for the minimum average loads. But when you plug in that extra load on there, it's fifteen to $18,000 more but per you know year. That bumps you to 90000 a year. It can yeah. But the thing is, is you got to have that determination, that motivation to get up early yeah. and, and or consistent. go for the late load. Be yep. consistent with it. Yeah. Be yep. efficient. Yep. And, you and at the end of the day. You got to put and you got to work. Yeah. And it's yeah. a choice. The money yeah. is, doesn't just come to you. You have to choose to want that. You know? So looking at it differently, let's say you got a guy that potentially could make $80,000 a year, but they're going to time manage at the end of the day so they don't get even the load that they should get. You went from eighty five thousand to sixty thousand, 
right? Mm-hmm. So it works both ways. If you want to sit there and time manage and waste time and not get that less load, or some guys will call it slow rolling towards the end of the day, that's costing you money. And I used to say one extra load around here is ten to thirteen grand a year, but with all the pay rate increases and yeah. Jr. pulled the Rain Man on the computer there and developed <laughs> yeah. his formula, like fifteen grand a year for one extra load a day. And so that's if you're just making off, that's just off the base pay too. That's we haven't right. even put in the the bonuses. The, the, the you know we're talking we about bumps. safety bonus. We yeah. haven't talked right. about the attendance bonus. That's awesome. That's the matching four hundred one k. Yeah. Yeah, health do, insurance. Do you show that to the newer people? I I don't. Um, I've I know George in 0061 last week. I was talking to him about uh, uh, overloading for Plant 12 from Fry, uh-huh. and I was like, "Look, man, numbers don't lie. Right. You're only making six dollars extra for that extra four thousand five hundred pounds. Right. Like at the end of the day, it's like thirty bucks if you're doing five loads or six loads, whatever it is. Is that worth the ticket for being overweight? No. Yeah, you may do it for six months and get away with it and then get a ticket for it and then... It'll erase the entire year. Yeah, and then the stress of am I going to get caught? Like, just do it the right way. Yeah, it's not the question of if you'll get caught. It's when when will you get caught. Do you have any experience with that? (laughs) (laughs) I do. Yeah, I mean... Your testimony is your ministry. You could speak into it. You have automatic 100% authority, you know? You're, you're gambling with it, man. You're yeah. gambling with your money, and it's it's just not worth it, man. Like, I pushed that envelope when I was first here, and mm-hmm. I, I learned a hard lesson. Yeah. I mean, a $4,200 ticket is not fun. Man. It is not fun. Man. And having to pay it off in, in a year's time, man. It's, uh, it's pretty stressful on top of everything else that we have to pay for, bills or yeah. that new car payment, How whatever it is. How much was that a month? Is that about 200 bucks a month? Uh, yeah, just a little over 300 bucks yeah. a month. That's, that's a really nice rifle or a bunch of ammunition. Yeah. <laughs> a month. Well, or it's just really nice money to save. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Money but to save, make it work for you. Save for that, that lift kit on your new Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I've saved for the last two years for all the stuff I'm doing to that. Anyhow, uh, back to that subject. Yeah. I invite anybody, anybody wants to see what they would make at a certain plant or a certain rate or whatever, I can just plug those numbers into that Excel file and we can just look at the bigger picture, I guess you can say. I love it. Because a lot of people just look at the small picture. They just look at what I made today, what did I make per hour, or, you know, if you're stuck in that mindset, you're going to be unhappy. You got to look at the bigger picture. You got to look at, okay, you know, this one load, because you hear it on the radio in the middle of the summer. Oh, man, it's just one load, the late load or whatever it is, you know. This isn't going to make a difference. Well, it does. It does make a difference. It makes a bigger difference for the plant because they get 25, 30 more tons of material. Yeah. It makes a difference in your paycheck because that's, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, whatever the rate is, mm-hmm. more money in your account. And at the end of the day, even if it was like 50 bucks, that extra load every single week is an extra two fifty, three hundred dollars mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Like yeah, the if extra I, if load we put is- that money on the table right now, you can't tell me that... Would I take it? Of course I'd take it. What does it take? Take an extra hour every day. What do I got to do for it, though? Can I just sit here and you give it to me, or do I got to actually go haul a load for it? Yeah, whatever. You got to put on uniform and work. You got to work hard. Let's say it together, Dave. You got to put put your uniform on and and work. Wow. You guys need to practice that. We we need to practice that a little more, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Thought we were closer than that, Dave. Do you know something, though, what I run into um, is I meet a lot of people that don't realize how hour intensive that trucking is 
historically trucking has always been a lot of hours yeah. you know it takes time especially you know when you're driving i don't know let's say 500 miles a day you can't do it in the snap of your fingers it takes time mm -hmm. yeah. and and this is what we do for a living and we have to expect that we we're going to be putting in a lot of hours doing it yeah, yeah. talking to a lot of the uh newer people that started i've been doing uh one-on-ones and two-week follow-ups like i've been talking to the same guys every two you know i probably did it it's probably my six weeks some of these guys i've talked to three times already and they're all saying it's an easy job this is an easy job compared to what i was doing it's easy but you still got to do it consistently you got to bust that, your ass to that's make, the hard part yeah, the you, consistency yeah you want to make 90 grand yeah it's an easy job but making 90 grand you're going to be in that seat quite a bit you know what yeah I mean? yeah so that's you know one of the drivers told me there's an easy job but you got to bust your ass to make money well that's that's the world we live in unless you're you know did something in your past to make your life easier you know this is what trucking's yeah. about you yeah know? absolutely you so. know brie, brie came in last night a little late it was closer to six right jam and she made yeah. a comment about you know what i was just going to take my time because of all the the truck traffic coming into fuel and trying yeah. to come into park it led me to reminisce back to when i was trucking the hardest part for me was waking up early to go get that early fry load if i decided to do that the late load at the end of the night was never hard for me so, because I was, you know what? I'd rather be getting a load and getting paid for it than being stuck in traffic trying to go home. And right. you were already out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, We just uh, want to make a correction here, JR. I'm sorry, but we don't call it the late load. We call it the last load. Yeah, the last load. <laughs> yeah, if you got a load on before the pit closed at, you know, the, almost all pits are open until 4 o'clock. We right. have to be in there at 345 at the latest at every pit. That's not the late load. <laughs> right. That's well, you just know, the last one. Right. You know, and the how thing, it got termed the late load right. is beyond yeah. me. Happy load, last yeah. load. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and the thing that boggles me is that like I see this more now. Like if you're at plant twelve or two, and it's you know Morton closes at four p.m. I don't even know if we're pulling from Morton, but let's say most of the pits close at four, and you're there at three fifteen, three twenty. And a lot of the people are like, all right, calling in, right? Well, I get it. Everybody wants to go home. When I was trucking at 315, 320, I was headed straight right. out that, that driveway to go get that other load. It only takes 35 minutes to get right. there. Right, right. You know, I'd be pulling in five minutes before four. And then you avoid all the line at the fuel island. Yeah. You avoid any parking issues here. You've avoided all of that. Traffic at yeah. the end of your day. Yeah. Here's my tip and trick. This isn't the official Channel 23 tips and tricks for the week, but... When you're on your quote-unquote last load, right, <clears throat> and it's 3.15, don't sweep out yet. Call in. Yeah, call in. Don't When, when we hear... Well, I at, didn't have time. I was sweeping out. When we hear at 3.20, <laughs> cleaned out, swept out, empty at plant, for what? You're going to get more rock. Like, yeah. why sweep out rock to get more rock? They're you know? open. They're going to stay open one more hour. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. We may have, you know, pulled some strings and we need to stay open late. We got one more load to get and you just wasted, you know, 15 minutes when it takes two minutes to sweep out. I mean, just wait. Yeah. Let us know when you're empty so we could finish the job. Yeah. All right. Do you want to try it, Dave? Just put on the uniform and go to work. <laughs> go to work. <laughs> I bet Brother and Jim work. could say it with you. Work. <laughs> you know, I've always said if you take care of your job, everything else falls into place. It is so yeah. true, Dave. Yeah, when you when you stop uh, nitpicking or 
in other terms, penny pinching, time pinching, whatever you want to call it. When you stop doing that and start looking at the bigger picture, you're just much a much more happier person, at least in my experience. Like totally agree. Because otherwise, you're just kind of you're just kind of running down that rabbit hole, and you're just yeah going yeah, down the gutter. But you're that person. Nothing is going to satisfy. Right. You exactly. know what I mean? You're just, you are not going to be satisfied because this is a problem or that's a problem or, right. you know, I work too many hours or I didn't make enough or, you know what yeah. I mean? There's just, it I, doesn't matter the job. You are that person that's yeah. going to have yeah. problems. You're the I, person I have, that gives problems for solutions. Yeah. I, I have give to you a solution, yeah. you give us a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, the great thing is here. Sorry, dear. You, you always say, Jim, you eat what you kill around here. Right. Yep. I mean, I love that. And I, I guess I kind of look at my wife's job. She works for the Department of Interior down there at uh, uh, off Sixth Avenue at the Federal Center. And our people here make way more <laughs> than the engineers she has that work there. <laughs> right. Now, granted, it's probably a far cry for those people to come into the office and work 40 hours. Right. I mean, it's it's a fact. They She struggles to get people to put in 40, but they're paid for 40. Wow. But, I mean, they're making a fraction of what our drivers are making. Right. And they have a four-year engineering degree and right. then some. And right. they're not making what, what our drivers are making here. Huh. And I, I guess, you know, I, I sit back and I look at that and I'm like, well, they're not working as many hours, but... They're not making a fraction. Right. I'm, I'm telling you, it's it's a significant less amount. Yeah, what are they, 40, 50 Gs over there? Exactly, Jim. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I just have to bring it up just because it's it's become a trend. But when they ask for the rate, you know, the guys are calling like, what's the rate for that? What's the rate yeah. for that? That to me is going down the rabbit hole. It's like, really? Right. like. You haven't Why? even delivered the load. And you need I, to know. I get it. We should be involved with our pay. We should be involved with all that. But, oh, my God. It's, yeah, it's does it need to be done over the radio? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the same thing. It's 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 that, like, what am I making today? How many The guys that are breaking it down too far, further than they should be. Yeah. Like, how much was it per hour? And I was like, ah, you know what? At the end of the week, if I can make this my goal, if I can hit this much money by the end of the week, I'm happy. Soup, what's another way you guys could uh, make some extra money around here? By volunteering on Saturdays. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants their weekends off. And I get it. Kids are off. You know, families are home doing things. But Saturday is a big money day. And you're making 41%. You're <clears throat> off by... How much? 41%? 41%. Minimum. Wow. You, you know, That's you, a you new guy. turn a Saturday into a $300 day and be off at 1 o'clock. Wow. That's almost half of what the truck is making. Yeah. That's yep. crazy. And it's a wonderful day. I mean, the mood is great. There's yeah. no traffic. In fact, your happy load is usually when the traffic starts yeah. to get crappy. Most yeah. of the bosses you know, are here. It's 11 o'clock. <laughs> everybody's out and about. You know, everybody's shopping or doing whatever they're doing. And it's your last load. And you're yeah. like, hey, this is cool. I'm headed to the yard. But uh, overall, Saturdays are just a breeze of a day. And I do know it's that extra day. You know, it's that sixth day. But it's really your money day. Next on his list is uh, slip seating. Super Dave, we got a lot of guys waiting for trucks. What do you think about all that? Yeah. So, you know, everything goes in cycles or circles. And, you know, just a couple of months ago, people were getting trucks literally when they were done with training. And um, right now, people are hanging in there a little bit longer. We're, we don't have quite the, the turnover that we did a couple of months ago. 
And so uh, I, I want to say Mickey's pushing, well, he just got his truck assignment, but he was pushing six weeks, I think. And when I do your interview, I say, hey, it could be anywhere from two weeks to two months, maybe even a little bit longer. I don't have a crystal ball to know the actual attrition rate at any given time. But it is so important that you realize the, the slip seating when you hire on here, it allows for our PTO plan. It allows for our paid holidays. It is so important that we have all of the trucks running that we possibly can. Unless that truck is broke down, it needs to run. Not only because it needs to create revenue rather than sitting, but it, it's also important that we have all the trucks to take care of our customers. When things are busy, heck, we could probably have 130 trucks, you know, instead of just 102, but you can't have that many trucks because of the seasonality of the industry. Um, so keep in mind, it is a pain to slip seat and it's no fun, I get it, but um, allowing that pays for our PTO and our paid holidays and we all want those, right? It's the plan, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, ever since those changes came by, um, it's made JFW better yep. in a big, big way. Uh, the The life outside of work that our drivers can have now is is much better than what it was. Yep. All you need to do is give seven days notice and plan ahead. <laughs> right? Plan ahead. But that's how it works, right? So we allow seven drivers off per day to take PTO or... Even sometimes the unpaid day and people off early, but we need the spare drivers to be able to do that. Yeah, so to cover the guys that are off. Yep. And and if I can add to the slip seating, I guess what makes it hard, or at least in my eyes, what makes it hard is you're moving into you're driving other people's trucks or their assigned trucks, right? And everybody's a little different. Some people are cleaner than others and stuff. So what makes it hard, at least for me, when I have to drive somebody's truck, is you get into somebody's truck and it's dirty and you're not comfortable anymore or whatever, you know? So now you take the time to kind of clean it up a little bit for at least to get you through the day. Um, or the truck's not even fueled anymore. Right. You know, if you, me as a driver, if I have an assigned truck and I know I'm going to be off the next day or, or for the next week or whatever, I'm going to leave my truck ready for that next person. Set them up for success. Yeah. I guess at the end of it all, I, I would expect my truck to be fueled up and cleaned up again also for when I get back. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, at least in my mind, I knew that I did above and beyond for that next person. Yeah, and you're setting the standard for the next guy. Yeah. Right? If I'm going to go drive somebody's truck, I'm going to fuel a truck once a day. Right? So if I come in and I get in a truck and it's not fueled, it's not deft, it's dirty, okay, this guy doesn't care about his truck. Right? So I'm going I'm to fuel it. I'm going to deft it. I'll make it where I want to touch the steering wheel, right? But then when I get in, I'm I'm gonna go park. This guy doesn't fuel at night, you know. That's yeah. you're kind of setting the standard, you know. But if you 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 come in in the morning and you get in a truck and it's clean and it's fueled up and it's stepped, it's like, wow, this guy really takes care of his stuff. I'm yeah, you do everything sure. in your power to leave it nicer yeah. or better than yeah. you yeah. found it, right? And I'm I'm gonna admit, I, mean, I don't know if you guys are gonna like this or not. Hopefully, I don't have to delete it, but. I don't like getting in a truck that's too clean either. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, yeah. man, I don't yeah. want to. You feel like you got to take your shoes off. To yeah, get like, out. holy cow, you can literally eat off these floor mats. Like, right, like how yeah. do you keep yeah. it like that? It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Jay, uh, was it um, 
Seabass. Jack and Seabass. Yeah, Tony yeah. Martinez was yeah, cleaning Manny. everybody's truck for yeah, a while. Yeah, shout out to Martinez. I mean, yeah. he actually went above and beyond. He did. Because there was some trucks that were way dirtier and dustier, and he went out of his way to armor all of them. Yeah, like, including awesome. the little accordion seat cushion thing. Yep. And, yeah. He did... He did See, he did get in one truck where he just drew the line there. He's like, I can't deal with this. I can't clean this one. Whose was that? I don't <laughs> remember, but I remember him calling me because he's like, look, you know, I, I know I've been cleaning these trucks before or whatever, but uh, this one is just, it's a little overboard. Like, I can't do this. I'm like, Isn't I get a it. bummer? It is. It it's is. It's a bummer. And, you know, it, it, it should not be expected of that driver to clean somebody else's truck. Either, right. You know? Right. So <clears throat> it's always, but, it's always funny what. I look back and I see what are my standards versus other people's standards. Yeah. You know, you think, God, how could that hom- homeless person be homeless? I couldn't imagine living like that. I, you know, that's also one of those deals. Like, I couldn't imagine driving that truck. It's filthy, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, what your standards are, maybe maybe look around and assess your situation. You know, maybe, yeah. you know, we can help you out with if you don't have the supplies to clean that truck or something like that. You know, to me, it doesn't need to be armor-alled. But we've given you everything you need to keep it clean, you know? Yeah, I mean, I know, like, for the Bulker division, that's, it's difficult to keep those trucks clean with right. that fine dust and all yeah. that. And But I've gone out of my way to go buy them, like, specialty interior cleaner yeah. just to, like, hey, here you go. Right. And uh, and they do keep it clean as much as they can. Yeah. Nice. JR, why would we want to walk down the passenger side of the trailer when we're done dumping? We want to make sure you're not missing tires. <laughs> Well, that's good. <laughs> it's a good way to check your stuff. I mean, yeah. use your senses. You're you're looking, you're hearing for air leaks or, you know, looking for oil leaks or anything like that. You're checking for cuts or abrasions or anything on your tires, you know. It's rookie rings. Yep, you're yeah. looking for everything. <laughs> you're already back there. Anything you're sweeping of off your you're sweeping off you're supposed to be sweeping off your tailgate, right? I love it where they just get the edges just the edge on the uh, above the mud flaps like right. no you still got that whole backside that's yeah, full yeah. of sounding too you know mud flaps yeah. Too. yeah kick those but not only that lift up your mud flaps look at your leveling valve look at your airlines going to the pods and everything you know and yeah. that's little things like that and it doesn't even take long yep if you are consistently looking at your truck throughout the day your post trip is a lot quicker than if oh, you yeah. gotta inspect everything oh, right yeah. right you you preemptively find things that are gonna go wrong sometimes or maybe you just find something that like oh that, that, yeah, that wasn't would, there my last trip. Yep. When I would see something, I'd start a list. So I had my list prepared for the write-up board when I got in. Right. Yep. That's how you could recognize if something's out of the ordinary by knowing what is ordinary. You know, you know, okay, this is what it looks like normal. You start walking around your truck. That doesn't look right. You smell yeah, that. Yeah, that's so true. You have to look at your truck to know what's right or wrong with it, right? Exactly. <laughs> that kind of goes in hand with your other senses, too, that I'll bring up, like <clears throat> when you're tarping the trailer. And, you know, you've pulled the same trailer for six months and the tarp always goes back and forth at X speed, right? And then all of a sudden it's just slower and it sounds different. And you know what I mean? If you just keep running that because something has changed and we have brushes in there that we can replace, it's just going to stop during the middle of the day where if you write that up and go, hey, something's going on with the tarp, we can pre put brushes in that and now i actually think we have brushless motors if i'm not mistaken but But you know that's just an example you know i run into things you'll have a truck in the yard and you hear it start and i can tell that it barely turned over you know what i mean that truck barely turned over instead of just bang 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 and fire up you know those 
pay attention to that. That's an issue you need to be aware of. The noise the engine's making. Right, exactly. It was smooth two weeks ago. Now it's kind of banging a little weird. Yeah, well, I didn't notice anything. Why didn't drive the truck yesterday? Well, you're driving it today, and it sounds like shit. Sounds like chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, those are are just senses to be aware of, you know? You guys are making me think about my Dodge. (laughs) (laughs) That don't sound right. Well, you know what that involves, too, Brother Dave? That's that's somebody that's committed, more involved with their equipment, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you can, you can tell that from the guys that, you know, don't really have issues with their trucks. Right. And then the guys that consistently do yeah. have issues with their trucks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, with just all the things that I just mentioned, I doubt Jack Domenico is going to run into a problem like I just mentioned. When's the last time he called in? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that, that should At tell you At the end of the day? At the end of the day to bring it in. <laughs> But, I mean, those are the things to be aware of, you know, and that, that splits you apart from successful or not. And one of the greatest things I heard from Chili Dog being here as a guest, mm. you need to respect that truck, right? Because it's going to respect you. You know, everybody here, we brought up money, right? We're all here to make money yeah. and have a good time and enjoy our job and have fun, right? But if you don't take care of that equipment, if you don't respect it and show it respect, it's not going to respect you. It's going to break in the middle of the day. It's going to have these issues, but you know, you need to go around the potholes for it. You need to listen to how the batteries, how the engine is starting, you know, how the tarp is moving back. And I don't know, those are just, to me, they all, you're connected. It's, it's all connected. It's being and a you, professional. You just, yeah. You just need to be aware of it. Right. So good stuff, guys. Uh, next on the list, drivers should have spare fuses in their truck. They are located in the bottom of the fuse box inside the cab. So what? why? It's uh, part my, of your pre-trip. It's my, actually my DOT regulation. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. I don't know many people know that. Mm-hmm. But also, you got taillights out. Do you want to bring it back to the yard to get those fixed, or do you want to just change a fuse out on the road? Well, J- I'm in fair J- play J5. right now. Can't you just run a mechanic up and do that? We could. We'll be there in four hours. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get the idea. Yep. Uh, next on the list, you don't need to run your hoist all the way out to the top super hard to dump out right so you're running your hoist up at a thousand rpms when you start getting up to that fifth stage when you get close to the end back off it doesn't need a slam up to the top right that's no good for the hoist it's not good for the seals it's just not good for the hydraulic system don't get me wrong we still need to run uh, the trailer almost completely up to get everything out of it but we just don't need to be slamming the hoist and topping them out yeah, that that also requires being involved, Jim. I mean, yeah, if you attention. know your equipment, you're paying attention. You know how many stages you're up already. Absolutely. And you know when you're getting to that last stage, hey, maybe I should let off that accelerator pedal for the guys that are revving it up a little bit. Absolutely. You know? Yep. Let's see. Rubble truck drivers, you need to get out of the truck when you get loaded. Uh, we've ran into issues with uh, the loader operators dropping big pieces of rubble on our tarps. Our tarps aren't that strong. We end up bending bows, and that's just something the shop needs to spend time fixing at night. Costs money, time, labor, parts, a whole nine yards. So if you're a rubble truck driver, while you're getting loaded with rubble, you need to be out of the truck watching what the loader's doing. Uh, one of the rubble drivers told me yesterday, well, you know, these guys don't really, you know, stay away from the tarp if we're You got to tell them. Yeah, you got to be out there. I think, one, you being out there watching them load, they may already be more cognizant of, Absolutely. Hey, there's a guy outside the truck watching me, you know, but also, what are you looking for? Hey, you're too close. If you wave your hands and tell him, hey, you're too close, 
I don't think he's just going to purposely dump rubble on your tarp. Yeah. I mean, being outside of the, the truck also jam, it involves you actually directly looking at what's in their bucket. Right. You know, there is steps on front of the, the rubble trucks that you can go and stand up on top of. I remember Dennis Viscara, shout out to him in his retirement. Um, he taught me that the one time we went to go pick up asphalt just past the Dumont uh, scale up there one time. And loader didn't have a scale. So we had to get out anyways to make sure that we weren't getting overloaded, you know. And it was all knowing what you may have eyeballed to, to think that you were at 80,000 right. pounds or less because we were going to have to go back down the Dumont scale there. But uh, being outside and actually looking at them and having that direct eye contact with what's in their bucket, is it too big, is it too sloppy, whatever the case may be, um, but also being able to just wave your hands at the loader and be like, hey, 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 you know, a little further back. Right. Like, don't get so close to the tarp. Yep. And then we go back to, you know, taking care of your equipment. That's part of taking care of the equipment. Who wants to, who wants to be down for something that's not working and has to be fixed, even though you might get paid for for downtime or whatever it's still not the same as getting paid for a load you're missing out on a load or two you know just for having something that should have never even been broken yeah it's like an avoidable accident yeah right yeah. i mean it's it's in essence the same exact thing no doubt last on the list for discussion stay hydrated bang bang <laughs> i thought that was rain rain <laughs> It is getting warmer, guys. Definitely want to stay hydrated out there, especially once we start approaching the summertime with, you know, 90-degree temps and above. Uh, just drink lots of water. Oh, not an extra Pepsi or Mountain Dew? or I mean, a bang. <laughs> I, I had coffee. I got a full cup of water, and I got a bang. Yeah, you are you got some stuff going on. <laughs> he man. does, man. All you need is an IV. I, I wasn't expecting a bang, though. <laughs> we just hook you up with an IV and... Pour them in a funnel. <laughs> <laughs> Safety topic of the week. Keep your head on a swivel. Watch out for bikes, motorcycles, and bicyclists included. Also, watch out for kids. This is the time of the year. There's a lot more motorcycles out. And, uh, you know, you want to talk about safety has no blind spot, but it is a little bit tougher looking for motorcycles. Yeah, pedestrians Absolutely. as well. Yep. Yeah. Lot, yeah, shout out to out. Jeff Soto. He was here his Wife come by with the kids last night, and I get I, I kind of watched it unfold. So I'm kind of ad libbing here a little bit, but she stopped in the street, and the kids were in the back seat, and he instantly went to the back window, and he was talking to him. The next thing you know, he was bringing him in, and I know that was a conversation. Hey, kids, how are you? And they're like, Hi, Daddy, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so pretty soon he had him in the bathroom, and they were done, and. They go outside, and it was funny. You know, they were running to the street, and they stopped at the sidewalk. And, man, each kid grabbed a hand, and he took him. He led them hand in hand across the sidewalk. So nice. shout out to you, Jeff, for, for being a good dad, man. Yeah. you got to keep track of those kids. Got to teach them. And yep. it looks like they got a grip on it. They stopped and waited for you at the sidewalk, yep. you know? They were cute kids, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just more on the, the motorcycle thing, just yeah. last Friday. You know, there's good motorcyclists, the ones that are not going crazy, but then there's a the ones that are just just out there. Yep. I was coming back from Plant 12 last week, and uh, this was around 3, 3.15 p.m. or so. And uh, just at the intersection there on the bridge to get onto I-70, I had a red light. You see this group of like 20, 25 motorcyclists just coming up behind doing wheelies, weaving in and out of traffic, and just being, you know, 
stupid. Yeah. And uh, they go up to the, the front of the line there. They had a red light. I was surprised they didn't take the red light since they were already being dumb. But they're on dirt bikes. They're on those motocross-type style bikes. And mm. the same videos you would see on Facebook where they're just – they don't care for the law or anything. So right. you got to watch out for, for those yeah. kind of guys too. Yeah, good point. Yeah. That head on a swivel, I mean, that not only has to do with – you know, watching out for motorcycles and bicycles and pedestrians and stuff, but any movement anywhere, yeah. right? That when things happen, when you are stagnant with your head movement, yeah. your head needs to be on a swivel, backing in and out of a space, pulling in and out of a parking space, backing up to dump. You know, we saw that at the truck rodeo quite a bit. Everybody loved to just do one mirror and stay there. Mm-hmm. You know, there were cones, there were barrels, there were all sorts of things set up around that vehicle so lots to look at. Uh, just head on a swivel is yep. is it's that connotation was created because that's how it needs to be, right? Yep. You need constant head movement when you're backing in somewhere. You can't just look on one side, even if you know nothing's on the other. What if somebody walks up? What if a car pulls up? What if yep. you know? I've seen that so many times, yep. right? Things that's can that, change really quickly. That's Absolutely, that situational awareness. Yeah, yeah. yeah pay yeah. attention. Head on Incre- a swivel. Increase your situational awareness by yeah. having your head on your swivel. Yeah. You know. Yep. Yeah. This week's tips and tricks are brought to us to you by Chris Beam. Uh, he sent these in last week. Ray Ray, we're going to use yours for next week. Ooh. Because yeah. <laughs> he'll usually, he'll probably send it tomorrow about 7.30. So. <laughs> so Chris Beam says, drivers, please try not to use the extra lane when heading north on Highway 85, crossing the 104th Avenue intersection. I understand it's very tempting, but there's too many things that can go wrong. Oftentimes, cars turning from 104th think that people in that lane will be turning right on 104th and not going all the way through, which can lead to a very serious accident. I've seen it almost happen more than one occasion. Recently, I've seen some of our drivers used in this lane to bypass people taking off from the light. Is that mm. the, the bonus lane? That's no. the bonus lane. No. That's no. A, a good lane. Yeah, that's it, an it, actual lane. That's it a, is. the bonus lane is the shoulder, Dave. It yeah. used to be uh, a turn or, lane. Yeah, or the turn, the right turn, turn lane. Turn lane. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, it does go. Yeah, but I, I know which I one know. he's talking about, though. It once you go about a hundred yards past the intersection and then right, then moves it, over. It, it yeah, it goes a yeah. little ways. Yeah. yeah, it looks bad. I mean, when I when I I I've done it once or twice when I was first in my you know my first couple of years of uh, CDL driving and all that. Just passing all the cars that are at the red light as it turns green and passing at the rate of speed, even if it's 35, 45 miles an it's hour. It's dangerous. It's dangerous, but number one, even if you get through the intersection and then finally get ahead of everybody, for me, the feeling was, wow, that was a dickhead move. Like, <laughs> right. After yeah. that, it was like, all right, you know what? I won't be doing that anymore. Like, it just right. doesn't feel right. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And then you get the car that finally w- gets up to you and gives you the number one sign. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Because they're, they're calling it how they saw it. Exactly. Right? Just like you it's said. It's all about you, the way you, you look at it's it. It's presentation, you know? right? How do you want to look? You know what I've experienced recently is just coming into work. Sometimes <clears throat> you guys know what you get on at Sheridan, right? There's like It's like a race over there. So you're at this light making this left hand. It's a double turn lane. But then the on-ramp turns into one lane. It goes from two lanes to one lane to two lanes. And it's like... I mean, you think it's like a, a NASCAR race or a Grand Prix, like you know, if you got the pole position, it's it's on like Donkey Kong. Shake right? and bake, shake and bake, baby. But anyway, like you know, sometimes you end up in the front, and then it's like pressure to keep going fast. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, I got the pole position. I'm in front. There's everyone. Like, the pressure's on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then you get on the interstate, you know, or Highway 36, I should say. Well, anyway, this happened the other day, and I was just like, I just stayed in the right, and everyone went by me, and it was just like, peace. Right. Like, you guys, go ahead. And I'll just, we're all, you ain't going to get anywhere before me, but yeah, yeah it was just, you don't need to be the first person all the time. It's more relaxing to let people go. Oh, yeah. You know? You tend to be stuck in that rear view mirror more when you're in that position, too, because you're just looking at that person tailgating you, like, right. oh, just go around me, or why Why did I get in front of you, or whatever, yeah, you know, right? so. Yeah, they say uh, the thing that contributes to the safest driving is flashing lights in your rearview mirror. <laughs> <laughs> All right, questions from the audience. JR, you had a question from Gene. Uh, question from Gene uh, to Brother Dave and uh, Jim, if he was here. But uh, for trucks 001 through 009, when will they move to yard 23? Um just because of all the traffic jams and stuff at the afternoon there. Sure, sure. So I know we had mentioned last year when we when we bought Yard 23 that we were going to be moving those trucks over there. What we ran into is, number one, we don't have a big enough shop to service an additional 10 trucks over there, nine trucks. Number two, we don't have any way to wash them, right? So yeah. we're just now getting set up with our own wash team to go over there, I think. Did they start this week, Dave? Started yesterday. Okay, so now we'll have our own wash crew over there, starting to wash on a on a daily basis, and uh, just that in of itself is it's a lot of work. You're you're stuck outside doing that, right? I mean, it, the weather this time of year. I mean, today's going to be great. What's it going to be like three days from now when it's forty degrees out? Right. Going to be pretty cold out there washing, right? But uh, we don't have the shop facility. We don't have the shop personnel, right? We're, we're trying to function out of one bay and. We've already added five trucks to that, so there's 30 trucks over there now. We just can't make it 40. It's just, yeah. just not an option. So we'll stay here. That's not our piece of property where those guys park, so we have to pay rent on it. But it's just not fair to everyone else to go over there to that other yard and expect the trucks to be washed and serviced because we can't keep up with it. i got to tell you, that's probably one of the number one, if you want to even call it a complaint, but a gripe, not having a clean truck. Right. And it's nice yeah. for the guys here to have that shiny Right. Red truck every two weeks or yeah. so. Yeah. Big yeah. bud shiny red truck? Big shiny yeah, red I gotta, trucks. I got to throw a shout out to the wash crew. I was talking with Rich about it last night. So in the spring every year, they have to go through and, and acidize the aluminum. And not only just the trailers, but the steps and the grills and everything that gets corroded from the mag chloride and the salt all winter long. They are only about 10 trailers away from completing the fleet in record time nice. they started april 1st we're only at april 12th 11th. or 11th today yeah and they've worked through almost the entire fleet at this yard they're just starting at the other yard but what a great job man you see these trucks leaving the yard in the morning you're like whoa right and yeah. and you just know every one of the other trucks out there on that road are looking like crap oh yeah, yeah. and our trucks yeah. are not because they've been busting their butt trying to get those trailers brightened up i tell you what when they started washing over yard 23 last year you know i mean i was there quite a bit on saturdays working in the yard you know trying to get things set up just so we could function over there and i mean they would move trucks out that they had washed and i'd look at them and i think oh my god that truck looks freaking amazing you know, and those trucks, they've taken a beating on, on how they were washed for the last three years. Well, two and a half years up until that point last year. And 
I am just super excited to have Josh. And who's Josh taking over there this year? Uh, one of the new guys, his name is Travis Allen, and okay. uh, he does a great job. He's worked in the car wash business for, I think, 12 or 14 years um, running, like, um, drive-through car washes oh, and stuff. Oh, very cool. But yeah. He knows a lot about the chemicals and a lot about the equipment. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's, it's, yeah. he's a good whatever, addition. Whatever you guys switch to, it's, it's really nice now. Just oh. the regular, that new soap, whatever. I think you said it was Chemex or something like that. And just that. Yeah. It I, leaves I'm those trucks be ordering really more nice. today, I think. So it's <laughs> called M-Shine. It's a polished aluminum cleaner. And then also um, it's a Stars and Stripes. It's a blend of two different chemicals. Hence the name Stars and Stripes. But, uh, yeah, it does a great job. They're putting the chemical on with foamers, which is a relatively new um, tool, you know. Yeah. But the foam will go on thick, and it stays on the surface It's supposed to longer, lift the dirt up so, and all that. So it really dissolves that dirt a lot better. And then they come back with a hot uh, or high-pressure washer, and it just blows it right off. Nice. Yeah. Less scrubbing. Yep. <clears throat> I do think, too, uh, last Saturday uh mikey and casey peeled off i know we ran into issues i want to say we peeled off the lettering on god what was it like i think almost all the trucks over there at least 15 i know for sure because there was there was an issue they were supposed to have 30 signs to go back on yeah so i think they did 15 trucks over there but the vinyl guy only gave us 15 so i think half the trucks that are running over there only have the name on the driver's door and Mike called and said, hey, I need an executive decision. I'm like, well, throw it on the driver's door for any of the trucks. I said, get with Oswaldo, see who goes through the port a lot for Coors. See if you can get it on both those doors. If it's a rock trailer, you might be able to, you know, not do either door just to get us through a couple days or a week. So mm -hmm. they're trying to go through and get the lettering repaired, you know, because it's the vinyl is peeling off all of those trucks and a handful here at our yard. Why? Well, there was a lot of speculation, Jam, on why. And... I truly believe it's just because it wasn't good vinyl. Ah. That's that's my diagnosis. I could be wrong, you know, because why only at that yard and not this yard? Mm -hmm. Because the trucks were done at the same time. But we do have, I would have to go through and look at the 40 Kenworths that we bought the mm -hmm. same year as the 25 Pete's because that was all the same vinyl. Ah. And I do know we're having problems with it here as well, but not as bad. So we talked about possible hot water mm -hmm. from the pressure wash company, you know, when they come through and wash. And things like that. So, I mean, there could be more to it, but I do know there are different levels of vinyl. Because, right. like, our, our 2017 single drives, they have the original vinyl on it. Right. It's not coming off. That was that 5M. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Instead the, of 3M, it was 5M. They might have put the 2M on these, <laughs> these trucks. I did notice the numbers behind the cab come off a lot on, right. the, on the 40 Kenworths that we got. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. So we're working through that if anybody has any questions on that. If you get in your truck and there's nothing on the passenger door, we are aware of it, and we're, we're, it'll be fixed hopefully by this Saturday. Nice. Soup, what do you got for a high road hauling? You excited? Yeah. Yeah, I got a good one this week. I think it touches everybody um, because we all run into it. Um, did you know that we have two ears and one mouth? Nope. Why? Because well, you should listen twice as much. So that's what they say, so that we can listen <laughs> twice as much as we speak. This quote came from a Greek philosopher by the name of Epictetus. What? Who sp <laughs> Super Dave, this is a family channel. <laughs> Epic. 
Petas. Okay. Hey, it's Greek. <laughs> Give me a you, break. You couldn't just call him Bob? <laughs> hey, a Greek philosopher named Bob. <laughs> spelled, spelled the same forward and backwards. spent his youth as a slave in Rome before gaining freedom after, after the death of Nero, whom he served until around 60 AD. And yet, how often do we find ourselves speaking more than we listen? This is a symptom of a bigger problem, the display of arrogance or superiority, which is to assume people know more than they do. Or worse, that people know so much, there's nothing left to learn. Consider what happens when you let your ego in the way of your education. You miss out on one of life's essential pieces, growth. Being humble about what you do or do not know uh, or about what you have left to learn is the surest path to continued wisdom. You'll know that you're being arrogant when you desire to be heard rather than to hear what others have to say. Believe that you're right and the other person is wrong. There's merit to every position, every argument for or against whatever is being proposed. So it's worth a listen. That's why it's important to listen to what others are saying. Consider the whole statement before you voice your rebuttal, hence the Navajo stick, right, you guys? Um, If you interrupt, you might get your facts wrong and embarrass yourself because you've missed the point entirely. There are some easy things we can do to get more out of our conversations. Uh, One, you can give your full attention. Try not to engage in anything that will take your focus away from the conversation at hand. Demonstrate that you are listening. Make eye contact. Ask questions about the topic. Respond to what is being said. This is called reflective listening. Respond by reflecting what was said so you show you are understanding it correctly. And don't interrupt. This is not only rude, but it's impossible to listen when you're talking. Think about what's being said and don't just listen to the words. We can listen so much quicker than we can talk and that is one, re- one reason why it's easy to feel frustrated waiting for someone else to finish a sentence. To actively listen, shift your focus onto w- not just hearing the words, but deciphering what they mean and what the other person is actually trying to say to you. This may require you to not respond right away, which is okay. There, w- there will be enough time for you to say your piece. Remember, your pursuit of growth and your interactions with others depends directly upon your ability and skill at absorbing things by listening. While you may be believe, or excuse me, while you may believe listening is an innate ability, it is in fact a practiced skill. And the quote this week, which is a great one by the philosopher Epictetus. <laughs> and that's exactly how it's spelled too. Bless you. It is impossible <laughs> for a man to learn what he thinks he already knows. And that's so true. Sometimes somebody is so full of themselves, they think they know everything. Hard to Yeah. <laughs> Not. The Bible says this, James 1.19, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was actually, and I, I kind of, I get sidetracked when I look at these topics because one little topic leads me to another topic. And he was um, a philosopher that was, there was several through several hundred years, but Socrates was one of them. Um, um, Marcus Aurelius was one of them. You've heard his name in the High Road Hollands before. But they were called Stoic philosophers. 
And stoic is a like a life culture, I guess, of not getting angry, not overreacting. I mean, and, and then I read this giant thing about stoicism, and I should probably try to highlight that on another topic. But I feel like there's a stoic movement. Like there's a lot of people following. Yeah. Like I see a lot of stuff on Facebook about that. One of the, yeah, one of the things is well, we talked about it, so it'll get come up. you angry. Your perception of the things does. You, you know what I mean? Right. It's not the thing; it's how you perceive it. That no, and your choice to be angry about it. Absolutely, Jim. Right. Super Dave, you made me angry. No, I chose to be angry. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny, you guys. I was just talking to Janet about that last night because I, she asked how my day was when I got home, and I said, you know, I had a really good day, but I said. <clears throat> There's all this stuff going on in that in the uh, at the Capitol right now because they're in session until the first week of May, and I I am so like in all of that world now, and it just it sucks, you guys, and I have to learn how to let the anger go mm. because like right now they're trying to pass another bill on air emissions, and it's not truck related, you guys. This is. Uh, so everyone knows, like every concrete plant we haul to, every asphalt plant we haul to, any location that we deliver at, I would say 99% of them have to have an air permit because they pollute, mm-hmm. right? And when I say they pollute, I'm not telling you they, they send pollution into the air. They release product into the air. So hence, they need an air, pit from, air permit from the state, right? So all the concrete plants, all the asphalt plants, you know, Quickcrete, uh, just places like that. I, I would tell you probably well over 99% of the places we deliver. So, I'm sorry, Dave. Is that what the bag house is for? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So if you walk into any concrete plant, like to get your ticket signed back mm-hmm. in the day, we would have to go into the batch office, right? They would almost always have an air permit from the state of Colorado. You have to renew it every year. You pay for the license. They come out and inspect. They do their test, you know, and you're only allowed to emit X amount. Well, they're trying to change the regulations on it. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to basically cancel oil and gas. Well, in what they're going to do in creating the oil and gas industry, it's just a blanket coverage permit now. And it's going to make it virtually impossible for these places to get their air permits. And when I see that, you know, you guys bring up being mad and I, you know, I mentioned it to Janet and I'm like, I have to learn how to look at this stuff and go, okay, it'll be all right. We'll survive. But yet I look at it and I'm like, how are we going to survive when they're, they're literally, they're taking every industrial thing that we're connected to and they're strangling it. Like, like. Every year, I feel like the stranglehold gets a little tighter and a little tighter. And at some point, people are going to be choked out, right? Or they're going to die, or they're going to close their doors, or they're going to move. And I don't know where or when it's going to be better. So, Jam, you bring up such a good thing. Like, how do I let that go? You know, and that's, that's what I was asking Janet. Like, I'm in an okay mood, but I'm pissed because I don't know how to fix it. You know, right now, and and... I apologize for getting political, right? This could be on the other side of the foot, but the Dems have control of the House right now, right? We have a Dem governor. Basically, those guys could come in and go, hey, you need to paint the tops of all your trees purple. And if they want to pass it, they can pass it, and the governor sign off on it, and by God, it's law. We have to paint the tops of all of our trees purple, right? And then the state's going to come by and go, hey, you didn't paint the top of that tree purple. That's truly, that's where we're at. If they want to pass it, they can. 
And there's not a damn thing we can do about it except for vote for our elected officials where we have, when I say we have become the minority, people that are typically in our industry are typically Republican and they typically don't believe in things like this. But the the green has has consumed everyone so much. You know, Colorado is the eighth largest oil producer in the United States. And this is their another attempt to just strangle it. I mean, to end it. And, and yeah, you guys were affected by that. And I guess I have to learn how to let that go. And I don't know how. Well, talk. Glad, talk, talk about shooting yourself in the foot and not even knowing it right too. right and and last uh whether it was thursday or friday i forget what day but i helped mikey take uh the ford to the exhaust pros shop <laughs> and you know we always joke about like colorado's like oh it's becoming california it's becoming california same emissions laws all that stuff right but what really baffled me is getting to that exhaust pro shop and we had our mikey had his own catalytic converter and the first question they ask is it california compliant Right. The hell does that matter here? Right. Huh. Interesting. Right. Get then, back. Then I no, I gotta jump in further jump on in. that. Let's go. Jam because <laughs> JR, I don't know whether you got the rest of the story, whether you went and picked the vehicle up yet. I didn't pick it up, but so, I know they didn't so install we had, it. Yeah, they would not install them because they say those weren't rated for that vehicle. The ones rated for that vehicle are eighteen hundred dollars, right? When wow. the vehicle was stolen, they took the catalytic converters off of it. Well, we're not going to spend $1,800. Mike found some for $350. They'll work just fine. The vehicle passes emissions. And here's, here's where I really get upset, you guys. So the exhaust shop won't weld those on. I get it. That's If they were to get caught, that could possibly go against right. them, right? I mean, I don't know how who would know the difference if they welded them on and charged us for it, but they just wrote in the paperwork, did exhaust from cat back. I don't know who would know that. But anyway, that's a, that I, I, I'm not mad at that. Here's what I'm mad at. They're playing by the rules, but here's the second half to another story, right? Anne goes last week in that snowstorm. She says, hey, it's a perfect day. I need to go get the emissions on my car. Ah, perfect, Anne. She was going to run up north by her house, and I said, hey, there's one right over here on Havana. You know, it's 10 minutes away off 30th and Havana or Peoria. She's like, oh, she cruises over there, right? She's back in, in like less than an hour. And I said, oh, how did it go in? Did your car pass? And I kind of chuckled when I said that. She has a new car. Of yeah. course it's going to pass, right? Yeah. She's like, yeah. She said, I pulled up there. I was the third car in line, technically fourth. There was one car in the bay. Then the car in the bay broke down. So we all sat there for 15 minutes. Then a guy come out because it was snowing and said, hey, all three cars pull in the bay and we'll check you out. And they just walked up and handed them a permit. And passed every car without checking and never tested one vehicle wow. because they said, Oh, here, sorry for having to wait too long. Here's your permit. Wow. What? <laughs> wow. Come on, man. We're doing what the state is required, but you're not going to check. Wow. You know, and I'm I, really surprised they did that. I, and, and that's, they're, they're ran by the government, they're ran by the state. They're yeah. ran by CDPHE. I, I, I mean, I bet the person that's really in charge of all that isn't okay with that. Oh, Jim, we've ran into it over there before when when uh, Marshall took a vehicle over. I forget whether it had a plow on it or it was four wheel drive or whatever. And the guy's like, "Yeah, we can't check those. Here's your permit." Oh wow! Just oh. handed him the paperwork, you know. And so to me, it's like we're talking about it here. It's just based on money. They uh -huh. just want their twenty five bucks. Here's your uh -huh. test. We don't care if you passed or not. Ah. Uh -huh. You know, and back to the catalytic converter thing, it's not like it was an off-brand thing because it was a MagnaFlow, right? 
And the fun, that's from what I saw in the box. I, I, I don't know what brand it was, Mike it was got, JR. And so. I believe Mikey told him that. Yeah, it's a Magnaflow. Okay. And the funny thing is that that Exhaust Pro shop had a Magnaflow poster there. That's what they sell. <laughs> that's what they install. So uh, it's just kind of odd to me because Magnaflow is a big company. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure all their products are pretty much compliant to whatever it is. Sure. Oh, what sure. was the problem? It just wasn't rated to go on that. Ford it wasn't for that truck. truck. I yes, don't know it if was it has it, something to do with F three fifty or what? Maybe yeah, cubic inch or, or something, something, yeah. something like that. Dave, it yeah. wasn't brand new, and they didn't sell it to us. That's what <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, line, just, you're right. Yeah. yeah, but getting back to how do you let it go? So, first of all, for me, and I'm not perfect at this because sometimes I get passionate, and my wife tells me God made you passionate for a reason. Right, but when I'm of a sound mind, you could be passionate, but being upset about something isn't going to help you solve a problem. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we we could be, you know, when we talk about it, we could be passionate, but letting something affect you, like the people at the Capitol don't know who Dave White is, they don't know who Jam Backus <laughs> is, they don't know who Jr. Super Dave is. You know, letting them affect your day, you know, you are in control of that, and you'll. You can't solve it any easier being upset about it. Yeah. You, know, you could be passionate and want to do something and put pen to paper and come up with a plan and we'll fight, right? That's all good, but being upset about it just doesn't help. Mm-hmm. So The good yeah. news is I would I was able to discuss it. You know, I didn't yeah. come home in a crappy mood. She's like, How was your day? I was like, Oh, I had a good day. But You didn't beat your dog? Oh, you don't have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't have a dog. <laughs> no, but I mean you can see problems that we have around here or that get brought to the table. We can find ways to address them. We can find ways to attack them. We can find ways to make change, you know, make things better. And I guess we always try and make things better for all. And I guess that's what's going on. And that's what, that's what has me right now, Jim. That capital is supposed to be led by what the people believe. Right. And there are things going on in the capital, you know, not only here in Colorado, but the capital for the United States, that there are initiatives and plans being drawn out that not everyone in the United States, it's not the majority. Right. These are agendas. These are, these are right. personal agendas that these people want done right. that they think the people want. But those aren't things that are brought to a vote. Do right? they think and the that's people why it's want so Im- Or well, do they want the people to think that they want them? Yeah. Right? I, I mean, well yeah. put, Jim. You know, I was joking before the podcast that, you know, what's the nine scariest things ever said? You know, what are the nine scariest words ever said? And, and this was a Ronald Reagan quote is, hi, we're here from the government and we're here to help. I thought you said that on the podcast. <laughs> Maybe I said it at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast. But anyway, yeah, it just, I, I don't know. So I think it, the majority of us don't feel the help. Yeah, there is nothing. <laughs> it might be something like, we're here to kill you. What would you like for your last meal? <laughs> yeah. You know, this, this well, they're doing it slowly, Dave. You know, that's the thing. And I guess that's what bothers me, you guys. We are all in jeopardy. Our business is in jeopardy. All of our customers' businesses are in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Where do we go? What do we do? How, how do we fight these things? Because I guess maybe being mad or upset isn't the right question and learning how to let it go, Jam, but how do we affect that change? Because there is nothing as one single person that I can do. But all I can do is try and rally everyone that I know that runs in, you know, quote unquote, our circles or my circles. And we discuss these things. And, you know, I I don't mean to get political, but dang, we are affected more today by politics than ever. And I think I've said it on this podcast, but 
you know, JFW has been around. Our, Gemini's grandfather started it in 1935, right? We've seen a thing or two. Right. You know, we've been through a driver shortage. We've been through a cement shortage, a water shortage, a work shortage, an oil shortage, a fuel shortage. Another cement shortage. Right. M- <laughs> many, many things, and right. we've survived it. I, you know, I'm not telling you we've thrived, but we've survived. And I guess never before more than today have we felt as though the government is trying to end industry. Right. And and I, I don't know how to fix that. Well, I'd I, say it's a good... I'd say it's a good thing that you're passionate about the way you are or you're angry about those things, Brother Dave, because, you know, I go back to what Jocko Willink would say in the in his, whether it's his book, podcast, whatever, it's for every bad thing, there's good that comes out of it. And I guess the good thing out of this, in your case, is that you're so involved with those things. Sure. You're, you're vocal about those things, Brother Dave, so. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but let's say, all right, they want to end industry. Well, what if they get what they want and industry ends? Then what? Who's going to build the roads? Who's going to build the buildings? Who's Where are they going to do these things? Well, I guess what scares me, Jam, is where's the JFW family going to go work? No, I, I get you, that. I, yeah. I know what you're saying, but I mean, you know, it's been, we're, we're pushing, well, not quite a year, I guess, right? In November, it'll be a year, but when, the, when Adams County, they sat there at that meeting and they looked at us. The woman pointed to me and this oh, yeah. is an elected official for Adams County. And she pointed right at me and she said, you guys have taken advantage of Adams County for years. No, not for years, for decades, she says. And she points at me and she says, you can go somewhere else if you want. Why don't you go to Douglas County? And then she goes, oh yeah, they don't want you there either. Mm -hmm. And these are our elected officials. You know, one time I I would love to go, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I'm not vindictive like this, but what would she do if she had no water? Right. What would she do if she couldn't flush her toilet? Right. What would she do if her sidewalk was torn out and she couldn't drive into her garage at night? What would she do if there was no electricity at her house? They're all she would be calling industry-driven people to fix the pothole in the street that her taxes pay for. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you she's that type of elected official, right? Right. But she doesn't want to see us. You know, we're almost turning into this not-in-my-backyard type scenario. But I don't know whose backyard we're going to wind up in. I need you, but I don't want you here. Right. That's basically what yeah. it is. It's yeah. I, I, and I, short-sightedness of, of those people. Right. That's where it gets exasperating. Yeah. It's just, it's hard to cover and it's hard to deal with. And it's, you know, I'm, the reason we're recording the podcast a day early is because, you know, I had to be selfish and I had to set up a meeting. The only time the people were available was tomorrow morning at seven. So it was going to screw up tomorrow's podcast. You guys were able to jump in. We're doing it a day early. But tomorrow I meet IPOC, I, I meet as the chairman of IPOC with the Colorado Motor Carriers Association, also with the Colorado Contractors Association. These are huge associations in Adams County and in Colorado, right? It's the Colorado Motor Carriers. It's the Colorado Contractors Association. And I guess, you know, we're going to sit down and try and come up with a plan just to navigate Adams County alone, not to mention what's going on in the state. And you know, we're just trying to get letters out from associations that represent literally tens of thousands of people in industry, not just companies, but tens of thousands of people in industry. You know, you take companies like ours and all the companies we work for, the the Brannons, the Fioris, the Metro Mixes, the Aggregate Industries, the Martin Mariettas, the, you know, the, the list goes on and on, the Quickcretes, you know, there's all the fuel suppliers here that are that are part of IPOC and we all need industry. 
And without it, we, we don't have a job, right? We're, we're on the outs. They've, it's like being kicked out of school for getting a, uh, an A minus almost. Right? Why would you want to kick out the same industry that, because I've heard this somewhere, you can base the economy of a city based off of how much construction they have. Right. If there's a lot of construction, they have a really good economy. Right. So why kick out the people that are that are involved with that? You know? <laughs> good question, JR. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm so upset. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's a classic example of putting the cart before the horse. I get it. We're all reading about climate change. We're all reading about, you know, cataclysmic storms because of global warming, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you can't have... 500,000 electric cars without having the electricity to charge them. And that infrastructure isn't available. Okay, sure, concrete or cement production is like the eighth largest producer of uh, greenhouse gases. Okay, great. But they don't have an alternative. Let's work on the alternative. You right, know? right. Not and just end it. Yeah, you can't yeah. end it because we need homes, we need roads, we need, you know... All of these things. So in my mind, all of the rhetoric is putting the cart before the horse. Yeah. Yeah. And they need to... The same factory that makes again. those electric cars, I mean, are, yeah. are there going to be emissions limitations on them too? Right. Probably not. Because I read an article about the, the electric car industry and how they want to have 500... Like, I'm just making this up right now, but General Motors wants to produce 500,000 electric cars by 2030 or something. Yeah. But there's no infrastructure to charge all those cars. So what are you going to do? Well, California had rolling blackouts and they asked all everybody at their households, don't charge your cars. Right. During peak hours or something right. like that. Yeah. 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 And we're, we're, we're the most restricted. The they're the most, they're the ones that are mostly pushing that too. Like that we want electric cars, oh, but yeah. yet, Hey, don't, we can't charge them. Yeah. Colorado's hey. right with them. California was the first in the world, right? The first state in the world to mandate the sale of diesel trucks by 2030. Oh. X amount the, of trucks. The have elimination to, of sale. You have to be electric. Yeah, they are the, not going to sell diesel trucks yes, in California. They're the first that went with the whole, like, it has to have a deaf system yes. or it's not allowed here. Well, that's right? their that's the CARB, right? right. Our, for CARB California... Compliant. Our, our federal government doesn't mean anything. Their rules and regulations aren't strict enough. CARB is the California Air Research Board. They're the ones basing, you know, every sticker we own on every, or every truck we own has a sticker on it with the state of California that says CARB compliant, right? So we can drive in those trucks in California. They can be sold in California, used in California. They're, By 2027, they're about to make another leap, and we will have the option not to buy a CARB compliant truck, right? Because it's more money when we run 100% here in Colorado. So we'll have to cross that bridge when we get there. But Dave, you, you, I don't want to get off track here, but we already have. So <clears throat> you said two words, global warming. Yes, we have global warming. But the United States is treating it like it's United States warming, not global warming. What the, the leaps and bounds that the United States have made in the last decade or two decades to prevent global warming are mind-numbing. We are probably one of the cleanest creating countries in the world. When you go back and you look between China and India, they're putting online two coal-burning power plants per week. They're starting, they're building, and they're creating and putting online 
two coal burning plants per week between China and India. The United the US is closing them. We're closing coal burning plants and they're building them over there. We need to keep in mind if we want to complain about something, you know, and God, I want to make this political, but our former president was all about the sanctions to China. Why? He wanted better, cleaner things, right? We can do it better here in the U.S. We can build things and manufacture things cleaner here in the U.S. We can put sanctions on China where we don't buy their stuff and we're not supporting them building all of these things, right? I bet everybody loves their iPhone. It's not made here in the U.S. Not everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> number one. I, number, I, love, I love mine. I know number one not lover love of mine. iPhone right here. So anyway, yeah, but I mean, that's my point, you guys, is uh, these are just some things that, yeah, I I need to learn to let go. But, you know, maybe I can look at your point, JR. Maybe because I'm passionate, I can I can turn that around and, you know, yeah. figure out a way to try and try and fight these things or try and... Because to know, me, you, you seem like you're very involved with it. You talk to former senators or, or, or current <laughs> yeah, senators and right. you're involved in these groups i mean that that you're technically going yeah. out there and speaking for a lot of us i guess two years ago i was ignorant and my life was bliss <laughs> <laughs> now a, a possible law is coming into effect and i'm like my head's exploding you know what i mean and i those are the things i need to take my emotions out of it maybe that's a better way to put it i don't know yeah so anyway, that's that's my final thoughts. I don't know. <laughs> okay. As random as they were, that's that's <laughs> yeah. kind of my final thoughts, you guys. So anybody else? Final thoughts? Yeah, I can uh go on final thoughts here. As far as uh we're kicking off the season, this may as well be the week that it kicks off because of the very beautiful weather we're supposed to get and, and um you know, the long days are coming, the long hours. Uh let's take advantage of it. We talk about consistency and having the tenacity of just keeping keep going because um, at the end of the day a hard day's work is more satisfactory than one that is not there's a number of days where we're not busy during the winter time and you go home and you're like i feel like i wasn't productive right but um yeah just get at it work at it and i'll leave you with a quote here success is not final failure is not fatal it is the courage to continue that counts, and that's by Winston Churchill. Nice. Good quote. Nice. So I, ha- I have a quote, Dave. Oh. Do you want to help me with it? <laughs> Let's <laughs> just put on the uniform and, and go, go to work. work. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my final thoughts. <laughs> is that all you got? Is that yeah. all you got? All right. all right. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Channel 23 podcast. Hit that follow button. Also, don't forget to go back and listen to episode 72 and help find Amber's mom. The links to our story will be in the description of today's podcast as well. We'll say the creed and get out of here. Nice. Yep. Together, Together we, we face, face and overcome all that stands before us. Together, we are accident-free. Together, we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together, we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together, we are accountable for our words and our actions. Together, we are the JFW family. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition 
any rocky mountain day Our fathers before us showed us the way We worked for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings But that's never been a problem Cause we got diesel in our veins We've got diesel in our veins I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just looking for another load I hear there's a couple million tons to move I see them everywhere So you best get out their way and watch that sand and gravel disappear There's another run to make We gotta get it there on time And we got what it takes To lay it all out on the line We'll lay it all out on the line I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a-truckin' down the road those big bright shiny red trucks Just looking for another load Those big bright shiny red trucks Got the best drivers in town They got all the tools they need To keep that hammer down When they hit them scales They won't need to dodge them Won't need to duck them They just keep that hammer down And they keep that diesel trucking Keep that hammer down and keep that diesel trucking. I see those big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. They just keep them doors a closed, keep them butts in their seats. Cause those customers are calling And those red trucks can't be beat They've gotta put the hammer down And pick up another load Get it off the ground Keep them eyes open and on the road Keep them eyes open on the road I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road those big bright shiny red trucks Just looking for another load Breaker, Breaker 2-3, anybody got a copy on that Channel 23 podcast? Welcome and thanks for listening.